It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's the Afternoon Underdogs, brought to you by AirServe on Cards Radio 790KRD. Now, here's Tony Vanetti and Dave Jennings. Our former uh, sponsor for the show for many years and very good friends, the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. This is Speed Week, my friend, and we are here on day two. Yesterday, we were with the officers of the state troopers. Correct. Uh, with the state there troopers. are some officers with the Vehicle Enforcement mm-hmm. Division and troopers with Kentucky State Police. And LMPD. Everyone has a different title, an LMPD. Yep. And we are now down here at the office out front of Michael Connell's office, the Jefferson County Attorney. What we're doing is a hypothetical bad week for us which That's could exactly become right. a reality for you mm-hmm. if you choose to not slow down, if you choose to text and drive, if you choose to drink and drive. Mm-hmm. You'll deal with yesterday, but not in a fun ride-along capacity. You'll be in the back seat oh, sweating yes. it up because you have to be because you made a mistake and you wanted to get somewhere five minutes faster. And we'll talk to Paul Ridgewalski. Uh, he is the guy that you most likely will see and stare at, and your attorney will be talking to Paul Ridgewalski. He is the prosecutor for most DUI uh, offenses, has been down here for many years. He worked in family court for a long time. He's got a lot of stories uh, to tell. But today we'll talk about the process of a DUI, driving distracted, if there's a wreck and there's some charges. We'll tell you how that will, will pan out for you. Not it's just not that. Good. Now, maybe if you get in front of him and say, look it, if I commit to being a football referee... Will you go easy on me? <laughs> Just keep that in your hip pocket. That might work. That actually might work. So, like, I used to play the game. I studied the playbook. Depending on the circumstances. I sure. Think. Okay. But no I, one's hurt. First I, offense. I think that's a possibility. Whatever you can do, throw it out there. Uh, and then Mike will come on and talk about overall what's going on uh, with uh, with the Jefferson County and, of course, the city of Louisville. So we found out great t- opportunity. Yeah, we found out today a little more about the annual ACC Big Ten Challenge. We knew Louisville's opponent mm-hmm. at Purdue. Now we know the date, Tuesday, November the 28th. And looking at the other games on that day, that's easily the best one. So that probably means 9 o'clock tip for Louisville. Either that or Florida State Rutgers. Come on, it's Louisville-Purdue. So Mm -hmm. that's likely going to be ESPN's showcase game. A couple other games of interest. Duke is at Indiana the next night, Wednesday the 29th. Same night for Michigan at North Carolina. Notre Dame-Michigan State will wrap it up Thursday the 30th. That's the ACC Big Ten Challenge 2017. Uh, And uh, John Calipari got a little squirrely on his press conference yesterday. Uh, he called in, and he basically, there was a conference teller, uh, you know, where he's at, obviously, coaching his team with the under-19. Right. And apparently he didn't know why he was there. So he started saying, what are we doing? Am I talking about my team that's coming up next year in Kentucky, or am I talking about the under-19 team? Which one are we talking about? And then someone asked him, because it never ends. What's the question that kind of set him off? Oh, why did you gain so much weight this last year? Oh, he's used to those. Okay, probably one and done then, if yes, I had to guess. Yes, the one and done yeah. sent him uh, off in a tissy. Uh, he, he talked about the NCAA. He said, very rarely do I speak highly of the NCAA, but in this case, what it did was challenge a generation of kids to do better academically, and they did that, right? 
So I don't know where you got this. I don't know where they got they have to go to school. He says, he goes on to say, look, that's kind of like fake news. Oh, here we go. Is that going to be the saying of the year when it comes oh, to the end of 2017? Please, of course it is. It'll end up being in the dictionary. It's the title winner already, and it's just June. Fake news is the number one phrase. There's, there's no doubt Some about it. Some CNN folks got fired or resigned because of that. Uh, but he said, he went on to say, my kids, or the kids at UK, have a lifetime scholarship. In other words, if they want to come back and go to school, we'll make, 50, we'll make it happen. Well, when they're 50. Right. And they, we'll pay for it until they darn graduate. So... He says they Which have, is cool. Right, yeah, that's exactly right. I'm Again, as much as we all thought it was the most insane plan ever, he was ahead of the curve. It doesn't mean it's a good head of the curve, like, hey, good for you. It was a bad head of the curve. It's, it makes no sense. The I, people that do what, on, uh, the best on their taxes, we all work under the same uh, set of guidelines, convoluted as they are, but the people with the best attorneys, the best tax accountants mm-hmm. that can find the right loopholes, which we all try to do mm-hmm. to keep as much of our money as we can, mm-hmm. end up doing better. Mm-hmm. Calipari gets ahead of the curve, uh, understands the rules for what they are in an upcoming season, and is better at it than everybody else. I think, the, again, we're not going to dive into the one-and-done thing. I, I, we've all come around to it. At the beginning of this conversation, you and I were like, He's going to, like, re-recruit his entire team every year? You can't do that. Yeah, Guess what? Apparently you, you can. You can. Uh, so then when Duke did it and it made it okay, everyone else is really trying to follow suit, and only certain schools can do that. Explain something to me, though, because he got into the whole one-and-done, maybe doing the baseball thing three years. He said he's fine with that. I saw um, Eric Bozich, Eric Bozich, Eric Crawford and Rick Bozich talk about we'd settle for two. Why does nobody bring up what I always suggest? Why does nobody ever suggest if you don't hire an agent, move the dates around, and if you don't get drafted, you can go back to school? Why? Yeah, I don't. Why isn't that not brought up? It's brought up. I never. And it's a no-brainer. It's it's done then. So you played you don't one, get drafted out of high school. So let's say Bam Adebayo, he was anywhere from late first round. Nobody had him in the lottery. So if you're late first round, you could slip out of the first round. So he doesn't hire an agent. He goes through draft night. He ends up at number forty-two. The team calls. Will we? Will you sign? No, I'm 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 going back to school. Then he goes back to school and he's a sophomore at Kentucky. I, I don't get the issue. I don't get why that's not ever brought up. Uh, I Who's don't against know. that? No, no, no. I don't know. Uh, but I, at some point, we've they've got to address it and fix it because it's killing college basketball. You need to figure it out. I don't. Uh, it is what's happened. I don't like it. So don't get me wrong. I'm not condoning what's happened to college basketball, and it's not just Kentucky. It is Duke and everyone else trying to just sign two super phenom guys out of high school, and you're going to the Final Four. Basically, you do that. You 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 recruit two of the top five guys, and you got a shot at going to the Final Four. Jalen Johnson could be back at U of L, provided Coach wants him. Jalen Johnson didn't get drafted if he didn't hire an agent, go but, through the process. Now you're back to school. But UofL takes in $40 million for their basketball program. You can't tell me Kansas makes about half that without their licensing fees. Uh, if you included that or if they did that, it would be a different story. But, they, you know, Kansas, Kentucky, Duke, all around the same way, and so does Louisville. They're all right there. Those teams, I'm sorry, at, at some point you can, you know, I think they're worth I think that the players should get paid. That's another story also. Yep, yep, yep. That's, you disagree with we that. We disagree. Not, I no, disagree with that. No doubt. Me no and doubt. my invisible friends. And that's okay. I 
you know, I, I don't. I because look I've, at well, I've recently come around to that. Well, look at the first round of the draft. You had Bam. He's the 14th best player in the country, really. Bam Adebayo right now. I know a lot of international players you've never heard of. So you're changing the rules for a handful of guys we knew in college last year. That's exactly. And right. now you're paying female rowers that's because ex- of that. That's so exactly no. Right. But if you pay these guys a hundred thousand dollars a year, which is which what they're worth, uh, I mean, I think. $1.2 million for the players, for 12 players on a team. You're paying the coach three, four, five, six million dollars a year. Think the players are worth a sixth of that? I think so. And then, and then that guy, like Jalen Johnson For a says, handful of schools that have coaches that make that. Uh, almost all make about a million dollars, don't you think? Not in 335 Division One schools, no. Well, let's talk about the power. We're only talking about the power top 20 programs. The sure. power 65. And even half of that. Right. But, the, no, even uh, Auburn pays, I don't know, what What do you think Bruce Pearl makes? Two-point-something million? Probably because he's Bruce Pearl. Okay, well, let's just say the average is a million bucks. They give him a million extra to keep his shirt on. Uh, for the power 65, I bet the average is about a million and a half. I think you should also have a million and a half to give the players. And then Jalen Johnson stays in school. Oh, he stays in Rutgers. Players get a hundred grand each. Yeah, sure. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, we don't know what they're making. We don't know what that school makes off the basketball program and the ACC and TV rights and everything else. Rutgers right now is getting job. They signed any kind of deal because the Big Ten had all the leverage. Michigan, Ohio State, all the Big Ten schools this year are going to get fifty-one and a half million dollars from the conference. Fifty-one point five. That's almost double in what one the. Year? That's almost double what the ACC is giving in out one this year? year. Right, and Rutgers gets eleven and a half. Oh. They don't get a full share until twenty twenty one. So you want in the conference, do you? Turn around. Give me the glove. <laughs> that's not fair. But if Rutgers ended up somewhere else, or stayed in the AAC, or ended up in CUSA, wherever they might have gone, maybe they, maybe, you're not getting eleven and a half. Maybe former President Obama needs to go to that conference to redistribute uh, the wealth. Maybe <laughs> he's too busy hanging out with Richard Branson. <laughs> he didn't do a too good of a job in eight years of redistributing the wealth, uh, but he can go to the Big Ten and fix that. Rutgers, fifty-one and a half million dollars. That is sick and over the top. That is just sick. Ugh. And the ACC handed out about 30, 32, something like that. All right, we are here, Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. We reminded you yesterday as we hung out with the officers and state troopers and LMPD, uh, techniques that they use to catch you texting and driving, uh, driving distracted, or driving like a jerk, basically. You're riding bumpers, you're speeding up on people, you're kind of moving them over in their lane. This is aggressive driving that needs to stop. It can cause accidents, or some crazy person might pull a gun and try to shoot you on the expressway. Oh. You've got to watch out. Okay, so this happened uh, people that we know, let's just say that. They were driving on the Gene Snyder Freeway, and some guy in one of those big, huge, tired dudes with the smokestacks blowing diesel, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of going in and out and doing it on purpose. Well, this friend of ours didn't take too kindly to us, so decided to play with him a little bit. Oh, Lord. And got in front of him, slammed on the brakes. Oh, no. Traffic slows down. This guy pulls up. They both wrote on their windows. What is pointed at my friend's face? A gun. A gun. No way. Yep. And? Everything's okay. Did he pee his pants? Uh, no. Pooped. That's worse. Nope. I got a story about that in the UFC fighter later in the show. Oh no! Yeah, you're supposed to do that when you die. And a girl, if you have anything, and it was a girl too. Oh no! She pooped her pants. Girls don't do that. She pooped her pants. What kind of pants? Her fight, those little she singlets. Fighting. She was fighting those singlets. No, no, they wear shorts. They wear fighting shorts. Okay. All right. Uh, five, so seven, bottom one. line, you get someone that's acting yeah. like a jack wagon. Yes. Let it go. Yep. Speed week with the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. What happens after you get pulled over and get a ticket? That's what we're talking about today with Mike O'Connell and uh, the group. Derwin Webb will join us today, I think in the 4 o'clock hour. 
I called him and said, can Dave Jennings sue the NCAA for ripping the banner from his favorite school? I would never bring it up, but you can use my name if right. you want to. Or, or I can use ours. Can the, can the afternoon underdog? On behalf of Louisville fans everywhere. Yes, that's right. That's right. So we'll get his answer if you, uh, well, you're allowed to sue for any reason. But is there legal precedent? Uh, set for anything like that. Now, he did tell me that the NCAA does secure um, some lawyers, some litigation, uh, for, just in case there is litigation, with any time they hammer a school. So they get ready for, you know, maybe some civil action. So we'll ask whether it's happened before and whether we could be successful suing the NCAA. And I think I figured out what John McEnroe was up to. He just had bad timing with his Serena wouldn't beat the 700th ranked man. I think I know what he's up to. Okay. Hey, Sternberg Automotive, Preston Highway, a block up from Fern Valley. The work truck people, folks, they take care of you if you need a work truck. And matter of fact, again, I saw another $48,000 for a new. I looked in the paper today, and it was $48,000 for an F. uh, Is F-150 in the paper uh, this past week? Oh, you can get them tricked up. Oh, my gosh. I was like, What? So you can get one for about half that or less than half that at Sternberg Automotive. Uh, they'll take care. It's got a couple miles on it, but they're in perfect condition. All they're maintenance maintained records. Maintained and everything else. Sternberg Automotive, Preston Highway, a block up, a block up from Fern Valley. <laughs> Work trucks, they got hundreds of them, along with box trucks and cargo vans. Uh, they are all Fords, man, so they're ready to work. So if you want to go, get on over there and talk to Steve James. He's the expert for work trucks. Since right? he was 16. He, he's worked at Sternberg. Since he was 16 years 30 old. 30 years ago. Yep, family owned and operated since 1967. Sternberg Automotive. Back after this short break, we'll talk to Paul Ridgewalski here. Uh, we talked to him last week with the ref thing. We'll talk to him here about you don't want to see his face in court. At Mayo High School at those meetings, that's okay. 790. KRD. Excuse me? What? What? Hey. It's interesting, what? 790. KRD. Yeah, we're the Afternoon Underdogs. Brought to you by? Air, sir. But it used to be brought to us by? Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. And this is Speed, Speed Week. Week. Stop number two. So I suggested if you have or make the bad decision to drink and drive and you end up right down here and you get in front of this man. We are at the courthouse out front of Michael Connell's right. uh, office here. So Paul Rajwalski's here. And I was thinking if it's a first offense, nobody was hurt. It's a real basic case. You possibly say, look, Paul, I know you train referees. I'll do, say, two, three years of peewee football if you'll <laughs> let me out of this. Think it'll work? Maybe cruel unusual. <laughs> <laughs> look, man. Do we, the, we could get a challenge. Take your medicine. You, you don't want to be that guy. No, 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 you don't no. want to be that guy. No, everybody knows Paul because we had him on last week to talk about the refs. You all met out at Male High School last Friday and this Monday, yesterday. Last night. And, yeah, we uh, did. That's right, last night. We did. And uh, we were, it's, again, the yearly recruiting for local football referees for grade school and high school. And, Paul, you've been, do, you've been coming on our show for years. Right. How did, it, uh, how did the turnout go? It went really, really well, guys, and want to thank you. And uh, uh, it's not over yet, even though we quit meeting. Our, the first meeting for the, for the recruits is Wednesday night, uh, July the 12th. Okay. And we're finalizing the location. And uh, they can go on our website, uh, kfoa.info, www. And and still come out, and as long as they get to that first meeting or two, we can still get them on the field mm-hmm. this year. But I wanted to thank you guys personally because we had about 15 really good people show up, 
And about a third of them said they heard about us on our on your show. That's and the other awesome. two thirds were lying. That's right. Well, it might have been. So <laughs> here's what we're going to do. Uh, I've been fortunate the last six or seven years to referee the Mighty Might Championship game. Yes, yes. And if that happens again this fall, I'm going to have both of you guys come on do the coin toss. Oh, oh yes. All right. That's what we're going to do, baby. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. Dave gets to do the coin toss. Okay. And I get to call it. No, no, the other team gets to call it. Uh, I love it. Uh, that was that sounds like fun. I've done a little bit uh, of that. I did the, a couple of powder puff games. They gave me the entire uh, uniform and uh, got to go out there and do that. Still it, wears it. It's a lot of fun. Every once in a while, uh, people it. listen to you. Yeah, well, you get a whistle. Well, sometimes mm-hmm. that's exactly yeah. right. Uh, but obviously, Paul, if someone gets a DUI, they could see you. How many of of you are there here at the courthouse? There's myself, and then I have eight assistants. Okay. that cover ten courts, and we're full time, and all we do are DUIs. That's it. That's it. How many that's DUIs it. did we have last year? Well. Uh, I brought this year's numbers. Okay. Okay. And right now, as of last Friday, 2,695 currently pending. In this I mean, this calendar year? Yes. Pending? Yes. yes. Is that trending up, down, about well, the same as average? It, it's a little lower because I think in the past we've been we've done between four and 5,000 a year. Right. So okay. we're here we're about halfway through. Right. right. Okay. Now, some of these are going to be carryover from 16. Okay. Right. But if you look at the numbers where we've tracking them, tracking them now every week, uh, it's gone up uh, as little as 20 new cases per week, mm-hmm. as much as 52 new cases. When a it week. when it comes to crime statistics, they'll have zip codes and they'll show you a chart. What about DUI stats? Are there certain hot spots around matter. town? I, I don't know that we really track them that way. I mean, we do because of the officers. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously Dixie. Uh, Bartstown Road, St. Matthews, uh, you know, where the nice Places where there are a lot of, right, right. 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 Um, so, you know, we have that going on, but but they're possible to be anywhere. Really. Uh, okay, but with that, is there, and I, then you can just answer vaguely about the numbers, as in how many come through that are just alcoholics, this is their sixth DUI, it's always a problem, they probably need to be in jail. Uh, but they're just repeat offenders. And how many are like Dave, Christmas Dave party. or I are just right Christmas party? You just kind of left Oh Charlie's and had too many glasses of wine, and you got popped. I think I think by far it's the first offenders. Yeah. Okay. Um, that that's not to say the repeat offenders aren't out there, but number wise, you know, we don't we don't see them. Good people made a bad mistake. Absolutely, absolutely. And and we even have a diversion program. Uh, I think. Uh, and our numbers are excellent. I mean, there are prosecutors' offices state national nationally that have diversion program, and their numbers for repeat offenders are are maybe thirty percent, thirty five percent, and ours is about two percent. Wow. Okay. And we do that because we're very, very selective. I mean, in effect, it's a first offender. So, it's your first DUI. Obviously, you would have had to take the breathalyzer because if you refuse, then you're out. Right. We don't take you. Right. And you pretty much not have anything else on your record. But, Tony, it's exactly what you're saying. These are good people. They're law-abiding people, but they commit the most preventable crime they there is. They make a mistake. Yeah. That's right. So uh, we put them through their paces. We uh, They plead guilty. We They lose their license for 30 days like any other DUI would. We keep it as opposed to sending it in Frankfurt. Uh, they have to attend a uh, uh, Half a day class with victims mm-hmm. and police officers to show the impact of drunk driving because oh, yeah. because 
just by luck, all they got was a DUI as opposed to a homicide or right, uh, wrecking into somebody. somebody. Right, it could have been worse. Absolutely, take them to the morgue. You know, do all that. Have an officer, or traffic officer, speak with them. Uh, we make them do that. We make them do so much community service, uh, work thing that pick up after Thunder over Louisville. Oh. They give back to the community. Um, and after a year, if they do everything right for a year, we'll go back into court. We'll set aside their guilty plea and expunge their record. Oh, nice. Uh, oh, And nice. they have to wait three years, I think, as opposed to the ten. Used to, to go six. ahead and get, Yeah, used to be more. What if a uh, second defense happens during the calendar year or shortly after? Well, here's the deal. Because they plead guilty, and we have a written contract, and they agree if they reoffend, they'll do that 30 days in jail. Mm. Even before we do the ne- the next one, so uh, it's it, the case. Wait a minute, how case. do you get thirty days in jail? Because that's a standard of uh, penalty on a DUI first. On a second, uh, on okay. a first offense. Okay, okay, okay. Usually on a guilty plea, we don't seek right. that unless right. we go to a trial. Yeah, but uh, you're gonna that that's that's one of the punishments, you know, for that offense. So if you get in our diversion program, you're entering your guilty plea. We're withholding sentencing. For a year, okay. A so, bunch of recidivism is very low then. Yes, on diversion, folks, knowing thirty days is in the offing. But you'll be, be surprised because we've had a couple that'll mm-hmm. do that, and we've even had a couple people because we'll we'll run your record nationally before we take you, and then we'll do it at the end of the program as well. And we had a young man a couple years ago that picked up another one in Hardin County. Yeah, and he still participated, Tony and Dave, yeah. and he still did everything. Yeah. And it's like. What do you, do you think we're stupid? Right. I mean, do you think we're not going to check? Yeah. So not only did he do all that year for nothing, but, but he went to jail. But it is. And now he's got two. Right. The UF. Yeah. Well, again, <laughs> it works because I'm living proof of that. I got a DUI in 2006 or seven, and I, I quit drinking completely because of that episode. Um, the, uh, the, the police officer could have let me go. I was on my fr- on my back porch, but I didn't fight him. <laughs> I, I was on my back porch. I was already. I could have just gone in my house, but something told me you probably need to talk to him. So I went back to him and I talked. But and I didn't fight it. because some people like, oh, you were already in your house. You were out of your car. The car was parked. He didn't see you parked. You could fight. I didn't because I knew it was probably time to do something. And it was uh, uh, time to reevaluate what your priorities are. And most, and I hope that anybody gets a DUI that that happens. Right. That that should be a marker in your life. You get a DUI, you should say, okay, what am I doing here? What, or or uh, you know, how can I get better at this? Uh, because they do. You all make it uncomfortable. You know, you got your license gone, and you've got to get to work. You've got to get to these classes that you talk about. There's a classes set up over by the Village Eight, right? And I love that a, a police officer. That's where you got to go, like three nights a week. For three hours a pop. A friend of mine, they got one of these and went to the class that 80% of the people in the class were driving themselves there. Yes. Well, there's a police officer that shows up and like, sits there. Not then, apparently. Just to, just <laughs> to kind of... You know, just to kind of let you know, like, we are checking. Uh, you know, you can't drive yourself to this class. Right. Because part of that, Dave, how that happens is, let's say you're going to plead guilty. And you're going to plead guilty, say, the first of next month. So if you come in and say, this is what I'm going to do, you can go ahead and get your classes out of the way mm. while you still have your license. Gotcha. And that's probably how that happens. Because when you plead guilty, that's when you physically turn it in. And, and Tony, you're right. Like, if you if people stop and think... What what do I do the next thirty days without transportation? What are you going to do exactly? Because you got to get to work, back home, and then to the classes and back home late. By the way, it's eleven o'clock or something when the class is done on a Tuesday night. Right. Who's coming to get you? Right. We'll we'll find out tomorrow, won't we? 
Uh, what do you mean? Tark. Oh, Tark. Or you're, right. or you're out of bread or milk. Yeah, man. Uh, or like, the baby's sick. Or, or, or what are you going to do? You can't right. get in your car. And there's yeah. and there, like I said, there's so many uh, uh, options and variables now. You know, because you know what gonna... you don't want: getting caught with a suspended driving oh, yeah. while a suspended oh, yeah. license. Oh, yeah. Then you're in real yeah. trouble. Because you can go in on your first offense before the judge, and you're a good person, and you just slip up. But you can't get out of explaining that. No, you didn't have a license. You knew you didn't have a license. You said, judge. And the argument that sometimes, and I'm not very good at this, but the argument that I'll try to make is judge kicking sand in your face. Yeah. You told them not to, and they said, yeah. judge, we don't care. We don't care. So then they go out the side door, not the front door. <laughs> at that oh. point, you're Billy Martin. There you go. There you go. That, I'm F. Lee Bailey. People probably don't remember who F. Lee Bailey is. Oh, sure. <laughs> it's too easy to call Uber. It's too easy to, to call He was Johnny services. Cochran before Johnny Cochran. And, and get a ride home. Call somebody and get a ride home. I To tell you the truth, a long time, 15, City scoot. I keep the number in my car. A lot of my friends and I, we always got in our cars. We were bad boys. We were bad. We were idiots. And we did it all the time. Not one of those people that I know do that now. If they have a couple of beers, they don't. Or you designate, I'll drive, concert, you're driving home. You're not drinking. That's why he's handy now. Oh, yeah, I'm handy. Because That's everybody's I'm, best friend. I never I'm wanted to hang out with them before, but it's kind of cool <laughs> now. driver. But you hit a good point because the people that graduate our diversion program, the ambassadors that they turn into, yeah, because they've seen, yes, they've seen the bodies in the morgue. They've yep. they've heard the traffic guys talk about working the fatals, mm-hmm. you know, with the drunk. Oh drivers. yeah, and, we heard and, some of those stories and, yesterday. And going to the and going to the families' homes and uh, uh, that type of thing, uh, they go out and, and in their network of people, don't let them drive. You know, don't let them. And even if it costs you a friendship, give me your keys. I kind of want to do a little contest here. I want you to do. I want you to stand up, and I want you to do huh? five, five football calls, like hand gestures. Oh, I thought you were going to give them like a guess, field sobriety test. And we're going to guess. We're going to guess what the football call is. This okay. isn't going to go real well for radio. Is okay, it? is it? All right. So give me a give me the hand gesture. Give All me, right. give me, yeah, give he'll me give you a, a hand gesture. Give me a, give me a call. Offsides. Offsides. Well, encroachment. encroachment in high school. The defensive on, on encroachment. Defensive, defensive That's right. encroachment. That's right. Okay. All right. Holding. Holding. All right. Illegal uh, hands to the black. Blocking the black. Right. Blocking the black. Okay, that's three. We got three for three. Personal foul. Personal Very foul. Good. Yes. Very one good. more. One more. Clipping. Clipping. Yeah. Look at you guys. Ah! You're ready. Tony's ready. Black below the waist. We are five for five, baby. Tony. Tony Wait. be at the Papa John's, <laughs> uh, middle of uh, September. I told for, you, and for I the told, big game. I told our other buddy, uh, our mutual friend uh, that used to work with us. I, t- I texted him too, and I said, in a couple of years, I'm. I'm there. I'm going to go ahead and do it and have some fun on the weekends. Um, but it, do they still call it clipping or is it blocking the back? No, that's two different things. Blocking the back is oh, no, no, no. essentially in the shoulders, right? shoulders to waist, between the, between the shoulders, times, neck to waist. A lot of times on special teams, punt returns, kick returns, you get a lot of that. The only rule that drives me crazy, and I understand it, is that lately, Dave, they have made it. We've coached always. The ball, if you run a sweep and you go around and your kid is doing well, you block downfield. Right. You block the down. offensive lineman is more you, than five yards downfield. And we talk, we teach him. You go find somebody and you knock them on their on their what? Keister. Because so and so is still your buddy's still running. Well, that's not the rule. That's not the rule now. You cannot. I, I poor Johnny. Johnny whoop flags all the time. We got two or three of them this past year. But not from me. <laughs> not from you, buddy. Not from you. What's the logic of offensive linemen having to stay in their box, so well, to speak, and yeah. not engage someone down the field? That's uh, their job. Well. Want you to determine whether it's a pass or not? Okay, because if it's a throw, if it's a pass, then you've got no, no, no. You can't go pass, right? Right, illegal line. You but know, if it's a run, if right. it's a run, yeah, they can go down. 
they could, there's no yeah. restriction on that. Okay, but uh, I guess I guess he got a, a flag thrown on him because it was 10 or 15 yards away from the play. If you're blocking somebody out of the play, they're not in the play anymore. That's exactly what we're talking right. about. Yeah, that's the the big kid. Not saying not saying Johnny was that's the, the Johnny, big kid. Right? That's Johnny. Right but there. you know where they'll go head hunting. You yes, know, or yes. here's a kid, he's given up, in right. effect, and now he's vulnerable because he's given himself up, yeah. and here comes somebody peeling back like the well, remember, bird. See, it I used will... to be the highlight film. Yes. You remember that? Yes. Yeah. Not anymore. Well, well in, the, in the pros, people will head, say, on an interception. Right. They'll go after the quarterback. Warren Sapp leveled a Packers offensive lineman, knocked him out I, for the rest of the and year. And I watched that and never found – I would, to me, when I played football, that was that, – what, what did you always tell them? Keep your head on a swivel. And how do you learn? By not paying attention. If somebody cleans, you, you cleans your clock on the kickoff because it's on the other side. But I understand the rule, No, in, especially in, in grade school. Because here's the reality. The numbers are down, as yeah. you know. The right. numbers of kids participating mm-hmm. are down, and that has a great deal to do with it. So um, in, in getting the, the rules from the National Federation of High Schools, They've got to take some of the danger, you know, out of, out of this particular sport. And our supervisor of officials was, was with some brand-new coaches with one of the youth leagues that we officiate. Mm-hmm. And, and he told us last night, he said, all right, how many of you guys played football? Well, all of them did. Okay. Sure. How many of you have looked at the rule book in the last five years? None of them. Nothing. Nothing. Right. Uh, and once he starts saying, you know, this rule is about an inattentive player. Right. Okay. You, you can hit them with your hands. You can shove them. But if they're not looking and they're not and seeing. you're leading with it, your shoulder pads. You can't lay you them up. You, yeah, bingo. You're done. And that's 15 yards. Well, that's not football. Yeah. Well, it is now. That's the most fun. So when's, but, the, when's the next meeting now for folks that missed our show last week? Uh, Wednesday, July 12th. Okay. Mail high school again? No, it's not going to be at mail. Okay. Um, uh, we're we're, we're going to. F- Formal. We're going to finalize that up. It's going to be one of the area high schools, and it'll be on our website. And I will let you know, and you can uh, put it out. There. Yeah, call back in. Yeah, it'll be about six o'clock that Wednesday. And last question about the football rule. We talked about it on the other show, but again, for everybody listening to this show, which is a sports show, um, when you address the football as the center, I've seen where guys move the ball a little bit, and, and right. there, there's some aggressive refs that will throw the flag and say, "Once you address the football, you can't move it." But I and each I'm sorry. There's a lot of times it's a different set of guys and it's a different uh, understanding. I mean, there I've seen centers in high school move it left and right and up and down before they snap it. Right, they're only supposed to be able to do it perpendicularly. And and you're right about uh, and that's something we strive to get better at because we've got to be consistent across the board. Right. Whether it's a second year guy or a twenty second year guy. Uh, Once you grab the, the football, it's, it, you, that's it, right. right? They can they can lever it up. But that's right. about it. That's it. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Can't, they can't pick it up and move it. And okay. One thing we talk about when it comes to football players and defensive schemes are zones. Everyone wants to run to the football, but in certain defensive schemes, you really have an area, and whoever comes into your area. Yeah. When Kickoffs. you're when you're refing with a multi-person crew, hmm. is that an issue? Everyone wants to call every single thing on the field. No. no instead no. of focusing no, on their focus on your thing. It's called. Fish in your own pond. Yeah, fish in okay. your own pond. No, you've got an area of responsibility to watch, and and you shouldn't be over in some other place because then you're not watching your stuff right. if you're doing that. And the only exception is going to be safety, safety fouls. That if you like, you're talking about a, a, a play 15 yards behind, and you happen mm-hmm. to uh, turn around and look, and a kid's clipping somebody. You got to get that. Yeah, you got to get the safety. Well, and and now you know the eye in the sky. So even if it, you can go back, and the refs will look at it after the fact and suspend players uh, after a game if it if, if it is egregious. So I mean, we you have replays in high school now. No, no, no in no, grade no. school, everyone tapes the games. You know, we watch film. 
So everyone has film on the games, and then trust me, parents have camera phones. Oh yeah, and they'll take the camera phones, and that'll get in you. Well, we've had that situation. We've that it gets around the text messages of is this a legal play? Right. And it's after the, the fact, the and it doesn't affect that, right? But uh, uh, yeah. yeah, and we wish we had uh, replay because we just want to get it right. And if you think about on a grade school field, there's four of us as opposed to five on Friday night, and then seven, eight, nine college and pros. So well, it makes a big difference. Well, but what if there is a uh, in the middle of a play a streaker that runs down the middle of the field and someone cleans them out uh, away from the play? You're okay with that? You no. get applause for no. that. I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> Hopefully he has something. Paul, <laughs> Paul Ridgewalski, man, a good friend of the show. And if you get a DUI, most likely you will see him or one of his assistants in court, and that's not going to be pleasant because they're not going to be pleasant. You'd rather meet him on July 12th than some other day. That's Bingo. True. Paul, you're the best, man. Thank you again. Thank you, guys. Thank, thank you, Paul. Again, David, thank you. All right, broadcasting live, I'm part of the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety Speed Week out front of Michael Connell's office here uh, at the downtown courthouse, one that you missed last year. Oh, that's right. You, yeah, uh, I'm on my way down here it's the day before we leave for colorado and i'm at an intersection down the street a few blocks and i step on my gas pedal and the cable the throttle cable snaps so it took me oh i don't know four four and a half hours i know to get triple a to downtown louisville and then you were going away to colorado for like nine weeks fortunately a dealership over on dixie highway said bring it over here we'll fix the cable just leave it so we came back we got home becky drove me to the dealership got the car no problem but (laughs) stressful day it was. I, I, went, I went and had a couple of margaritas while I waited. Should have had more. We'll take a break and we'll come back. Well, and we'll I couldn't drive you. after all. If you would My like. car wouldn't run. Bargain Supply, East Jefferson Street. Stop on by and check out what they have. Right now they have the 4th of July sale, which they're going to package four appliances. So you can get a whole new kitchen uh, for one low price. Matter of fact, when you buy the four, it really drives the price of each one of those down so low. It's almost hard not to do it. So what you go, you go by and you can package up the LGs or the GEs or the Samsungs. They have, you can get them all together and uh, get a low price. So go check them out. That sale is going through July 12th at Bargain Supply, East Jefferson Street. Back after this on 790. KRD. This report. Week, rolling along with the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety live at the Jefferson County Courthouse outside Mike O'Connell's office. You don't want to be down here unless it's hypothetical, like here. Yesterday yep. we dealt with the police. That's what you will do. The popo don't play. If it doesn't go your way, you're going to end up here very shortly after that. Lose your license, possibly. And take the bus. We'll be at the Tark Lounge tomorrow. I was walking in, and there was a family coming in, and the mom was coming last. Got the big cigarette hanging out. was wearing the sweat pants. She goes, you look like a lawyer. (laughs) (laughs) It's that cheesy grin. (laughs) Actually, ma'am, I'm a prosecutor. Get your butt inside. Put that cigarette out. A male dancer. (laughs) I don't buy it. You look like a lawyer. Uh, oh, 571-7900 is the phone number if you want to get on. Well, I mentioned what McEnroe might be up to. So John McEnroe said about Serena Williams that she'd rank 700th in the world if she was playing in the yep. men's circuit. And she said back, sound, by the way, he said he's not going to apologize. And she said, please keep her out of statements that aren't factually based. And right. said, please respect her and her privacy, saying she's trying to have a baby. So, first of all, it's a ridiculous statement to make. Serena Williams should be compared to the greats in her sport. Diana Taurasi, right, is the all-time WNBA scoring leader. John McEnroe is not going to say, Michael Jordan will take her one-on-one. Well, duh. You don't compare these things. I think what McEnroe is up to is Bobby Riggs, Billie Jean King, trying to set himself up 
for a payday. That could be a possibility. But she's pregnant and he forgot. But it's tennis. Isn't there like endless money in tennis? Everything's expensive in tennis. It's rich. It's it's rich people's sport, right? So sure. You think John McEnroe needs the money? Or? He shouldn't. I think he's just, and you're right, you could say that in a million different ways and it had been appropriate. It, you know, you could say. But you don't compare her to the best men's players in the sport. It's not no, not fair. She's the best women's player no, in history. I think no, I think it's it's okay if he's getting to that point of yeah, she's the greatest women's player of all time. But she would not, she would not. I think you, you could easily say she would not compete, be able to compete with the men. But to her credit, she's not trying to. Michelle Wee tried to do that. Michelle, we no, didn't even end up inter- being. Yes, but the interviewer said the interviewer got him to that point. She said, "Wait a minute, isn't she?" He said, "She's the greatest women's player of all time." End quote. The interviewer said, um, "Well, why aren't? Why are you saying women's player? Don't you mean best? Why can't she be the best player overall?" And that's when he went, "Oh no, no, that's not. No, she would be like ranked seven hundredth." Right, that's which actually may be semi-accurate. He didn't, but go, out, he didn't go out and, and, and do that unless they set up the interview, which is a great possibility. I, I don't know. You're right. They might be setting that up. But she also posted, uh, she's also going to be, I think, in Vanity Fair. Tell me, okay, who would watch yes. Serena Williams versus John McEnroe? I'd tune that in. Oh, guaranteed. All day long. All, all day long. And, and I'd be rooting for Serena. Yes, and then he would have his tantrum and smash his And he racket. can whine some more about Andy Warhol messing up his sex life. Oh, my Lord. Because a camera was in my face. Uh, Serena, or you had stupid-looking hair. Serena is nude and pregnant in Vanity Fair. Yeah, you don't have to do that kind of stuff. I'm kind of over the, nude. look, I've got a baby bump, and I yeah. still have a good body thing. Yeah. Good on you. I don't want to see it. Uh, there was an interesting um, article in Sports Business Daily on the future of the ESPN platform. Did you see that one? I did not. Um, basically, ESPN is preparing for the advent of the cable. The, the, the cable is not going to be what it, what it was. That's what they're claiming in this whole reorganization, laying people off. They're actually getting leaner for the future. Uh, the future of video, at least what ESPN's standpoint is what they call it, is being developed in a windowless innovation laboratory on ESPN's Bristol campus. Like it's supposed to have some sort of security. So no one else in the world, including Google, I swear to you. who knows everything. Uh, so basically, that's where two of the network's top technology executives showed off apps that they have been developing for Apple TV and DirecTV that strive to blur the distinction between the content that comes from linear television or the Internet. So it'll be something in between that you can customize. So I can punch in Louisville and Kentucky sports and have that on my app and watch it on my television, at least is what I'm taking from this article. Okay, don't we have that now? No, uh, don't go you to have ESPN to have three and watch don't the have, game. No, you have to have cable. Well, who are you going to pay this? I mean, you're going to pay ESPN, I suppose. It's That's an their app, thinking. So you pay for the app, right? You pay for the app. I don't get the fascination of watching random games on my phone. I don't understand why the sixty inch TV suddenly is a bad thing. You don't. You don't watch yours. No, Our, I have a sixty five and a fifty five, and both of them are off all the time. I mean, I you're moved, watching Star Wars movies on a five-inch screen. I, I really upset my wife because I moved the 65-incher into the bedroom. Oh, you don't have to brag. Because, well, everything's big in there. So, uh, it's kind of like Texas. <laughs> Is it a 19-inch TV? That's no, actually <laughs> well, 50. Just uh, Let me put my shorts on. Hang on. I, I'm ruining it with scale here. Right. Um, 
But I moved in there. She's pissed off because she was like, "We it looks like the ghetto. We have this 65-inch TV sitting on top of a dresser in our bedroom. And obviously we don't have a giant bedroom. It takes so up it's a lot overkill. of real estate. It takes up. It does. No, but it's like having a movie screen in does your it, darn does room. Does it block doorways a little bit where you have to go around it? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, but That's a sign that it's too big. I love it. I love it. I think it's great. The kids like it. Uh, we watch the news on it in the mornings or whatever. But I had to move because no one was watching it in the living room. Like there, Everyone's on their devices. So I do see that people are going to watch their games. No, I know I'm the old guy saying I want the movie on a big screen and not on my telephone. But Well, here's the thing. The guy that works in the parking garage in that little booth. Right. Right? That guy wants his iPad up watching the game. and That makes sense. Right. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. But when you're sitting at your house and you have 60 inches in front of you, yeah, no. don't grab the 5-incher. But, but, David, it bypasses cable. I mean, you don't have to pay cable right. the $15 a month to cable. That's the outfit. That's the entity that has to scramble a little bit. Yes, because what do you, what do you mostly hear of why people don't cancel their cable? Well, I want to watch my sports. And if it wasn't for sports, a lot of people, well, they're already cutting the cord. Sports and local channels. Yes. Yes. That's right. And you can get local channels through the digital box. And or just a regular. You can, get, you can get rabbit ears, by the way, and plug them into the back of your sure. digital television. Yeah, they still broadcast. Click air, and it's they're yeah. clear. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So you have rabbit ears now. ESPN is already on it in their windowless facility in Bristol. You're buying that, huh? Uh, I don't know what the article said. Did I see today, was it all media revenue combined or just print media, that Google's ad revenue was greater than all other media revenue combined? I would not doubt that. It was either print or broadcast. It was one of those categories. Uh, we're going to get Ken Taylor a little bit after 4 o'clock, and then Michael Connor, Connell, your Jefferson County attorney, is going to join us around 4.35. Um, would you say that again, what you just said? about Ken Taylor, 4.05? No, before that. What, what was were you I... talking about before I inter- interrupted you with Ken Taylor? Oh, probably something about cable television, ad revenue, Google. Oh, Google. Google got sued by the EU. Did you see that? Yes. $2.7 billion. Billion to the European and Union. the CEO of Google said, quote, I think I got that. Wait a right. minute. I think I have that on me. Oh, wait. It's in the other shoe. Wait a minute. No, no, no. Do you have it? I think we both, we could get it done right, right. here. Thank you for the slap on the wrist. <laughs> Google. <laughs> Google. <laughs> $2.7 billion is no problem. Okay, so Babe Ruth's 1927 World Series ring, as well as the contract that sent him from Boston to the Yankees in 1919, is going up for auction, the highest bid right now, past $600,000. The interesting thing is the owner that put this up for auction. Charlie Sheen. Tiger Blood himself. He, uh, I saw this article. Those two items, I think, are the most important. If you're going to look at the life of Babe Ruth... It's the contract that started the curse, correct? It is. All right, so that is pro- that's pretty big. And then the ring, the 27 team is the vaunted, maybe the greatest team of all time. They call that one Murderer's Row or what I call? think so, Whiskey Row. No, not Whiskey Row. That's down on Main Street. Right. <laughs> With Babe Ruth, it probably well, was. Well, yeah, that's some truth to that. Right. Corn but Row? The 27 team is the insane team, right? Everyone talks about being the greatest baseball team of all time. So what is? Did they give a price on how much they think will it will fetch? No, it's over six hundred thousand now, so we're not sure. But I'm sorry, the dance floor from Saturday Night Fever is going to get one and a half million. Wood floor that lights up from a movie, more than the 1927 World Series ring, and the contract. It's a strange place we're living in. I bet you you could build that floor for less than fifteen hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Easily, right? Just boxes. 
And Travolta for a hundred bucks would probably come dance on it now. Eh. Or some other things. He's probably got his own money. Probably still flying Scient- around in his own jet. Scientology probably pays him a little bit. Seven oh seven, I think it is. What is that? It's a jet. He flies his own jet. Yeah, it's, oh, it's no, like yeah, it's, an, it's an it's an ex passenger plane modified to cart him around. And he flies it himself. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's Travolta. Scientology. I mean, really. <laughs> I mean, really. <laughs> Sucker born every man. I mean, really. All right, uh, we're going to take a short break. We'll come back with hour number two, action pack. so please stick around. We'll take your phone calls on this stuff also, man. As we oh, continue with the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety's Speed Week, day two is down at the courthouse, where you'll end up if you uh, drive distracted or aggressive. Tomorrow, Tark Lounge. Saw an article today, whas11.com. One of the other HVAC companies in town, not Airserve, is having some issues with Andy Bashir. As an attorney general. So that's the kind of stuff you have to look into. BBB.org has all these folks and all the stories, and you can, I'm sure, look up that article if you want to. The main point is call AirServe with your HVAC issues, 561-0011. You want BBB stories? There aren't any. There's an A-plus there next to them. Number one on Angie's list because they do things the right way. If you get one of the other guys out and they're very eager to get your system out, and you're, oh, good, my house is going to be warm again or cool again, depending on the season, get a second opinion. There may be a reason why they're being so helpful. Your system doesn't need to be replaced. They want to get it out of there so you don't get a second opinion and figure that out and save a lot of money. Uh, AirSir, 561-0011. Coming up after the break, John Bolt uh, texted me, and he has the There Was a Battle of the Sexes 2 in 1998. I'll tell you the results of Serena and Venus. They played the 203rd ranked man. I'll tell you how Right, yeah. Happened. I mentioned that yesterday. I thought it was 150th, no, but it was 203. You, did, you left out a portion of what happened. Back after this on 790. KRD. It's the Afternoon Underdogs, brought to you by AirServe on Cards Radio 790 KRD. Now here's Dave Jennings and Tony Benetti. Oh, there we go. It All is right. Speed Week, Kentucky Office. I get to talk first. Kentucky Office of Highway Safety, day number two. Yesterday, the police. You're going to run into them if you decide to drink and drive, drive too fast, reckless driving, distracted driving. You might find yourself right here behind us, and you don't want to do that. We talked with Paul Rajwalski who deals with most of the DUI cases in the city, and it was like 2,500 or pending? Yes, 2,500 or pending. Wow. Yeah, you don't want to do that. I went through it in 2006 or so, and it was no fun. It is just, it's not just uh, an inconvenience. It is expensive. They take your license. you got this thing hanging over you. Uh, when you fill out, it, just, uh, just a side note, when you fill out to be a coach, like I did, and they, they do background checks on you, you know, that thing pops up. It wasn't an issue because right. I'm coaching football. But it was – but the, you know what? Now the people at school – No, it's embarrassing. People at school now know yes. – knew I had that. Of course, it's been gone it's, – it's been so long and it's gone off the record. Uh, but at the time, it didn't, so it popped up. So um, it's embarrassing. And uh, and they that's the whole point is to embarrass you, to make it more difficult so you, you think twice about having a couple of pops – and getting on the road. So Before the top of the hour, we got Ken Taylor coming up here momentarily, but we talked about McEnroe's comments about Serena. Yes. About being 700th. That's about where she'd be ranked if yes. she was 
on the men's tour, although she never claimed to want to play, unlike Michelle Wee, on the men's tour. Uh, John says the female interview did uh, interviewer did take him to there, right? Like uh, I right. told you, the interviewer sort of put him in that. He didn't go there. He was raving about her. That was true. He was raving about her, and oh, yeah. she said, well, why are you saying women's player? Why aren't you saying just best player? Oh, brother. Uh, they had the Battle of the Sexes, too, in, I 19, mean sister. in 1998, after Serena and Venus were bragging that they could beat the men. The 203rd ranked men, and I don't know if he's serious about this next part, after a round of golf, drinking, and smoking, beat Serena 6-1 and then Venus 6-2. You can Google it, he says. Yep. No, I knew that happened. I thought it was 150th, but 203rd at the time. Yes. So now, no one's doubting that. I mean, Diana Taurasi's not taking Jordan. No. It's, it's okay to have men's and women's sports, everybody. Yeah, it it is. still is. It is. Let's talk to Kent Taylor from Way 3. How are you, sir? Hello, gentlemen. Hey, hello. Yes, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm getting ready tonight uh, at 5.30 at the Olmstead. Uh, uh, they'll be honoring uh, the today's woman most admired woman in media, one Connie Leonard. Oh, oh wow. That is awesome. That's incredible. Congratulations. How about well, I'll we pass that along to her? Thank well, you. We knew she was the out of the two, out of the two, oh. who was going to win an award. You know what might happen tonight? Her. Like Hillary Swank at the Oscars, she'll forget to mention her husband. That's you, probably true. You're right. Uh, the uh, the trophy case, um, the Emmy count is uh, significantly in her favor. Let's just say that. Well, do you think she'll bring up the time that she she <laughs> went live in my living room in 1996 for the Mike Tyson fight party? Where I had a, I'm pretty sure that's the lead. I'm pretty sure that's what she's leading off with. Okay. Yes, right. She feels like she. Uh, she no, that's rock bottom. One time, and then one time I was in Tony Vanetti's living room. <laughs> I think that's how with it started. 40, with forty really drunk guys. Proves anyone can <laughs> overtake adversity. Exactly. Was she the only woman in the place? So yes, no, you the can video get there from here. The videographer here was a there. female too, uh, and it was it was we were so it was so abusive, and she was smart. She did the fake, went live like she went three, two, uh, one, go, uh, and then everyone pulled out uh, dirty magazines and like threw it behind <laughs> behind her head. And she goes, "I knew you were going to do that. I knew you were going to do that. This don't do that. This is the first time." Was this two thousand eleven? This was two thousand. No, this is nineteen ninety six or ninety seven. Uh, but she, it was like. Everybody at the party was like, "The Wave Three truck is in the li- is uh, on the front lawn." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it was fun though. Uh, all right, so congratulations to her. She uh, definitely deserves it. Working mom and uh, a schedule like TV is difficult. I commend both of you for being able to pull that off. And clearly, a saint for putting up with me for this many years. Yeah. Oh, clearly, clearly. I mean, it, seriously, it, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Do you want to weigh yeah. in at all on what we were just talking about with with John McEnroe? And I guess it was the interviewer who wanted to go to this whole men's and women's sports separation thing. And McEnroe commented on Serena Williams maybe being ranked 700th if she were a man. Your thoughts on that whole little dust-up? Yeah, I'm not going to touch that. Um, I, I, you know, I heard what you all were talking about, where they've, they've things like that, especially in tennis, because it is. Or, you know, you look at golf. Uh, you know, Michelle Wee tried to play with the men. I mean, you know, they're, they're really different. They're kind of different sports. And so it's comparing apples to oranges at that point, isn't it? Golf it is? However, I guess I'll say this. Individual no, sports? I'm saying, no, individual men and women oh, in yeah, a yeah, two yeah. individual oh, sports. Yeah. I would right. not. Uh, I, I'll, 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 let me leave you with this. I, 
I mean, not leave you, but as far as this topic, I I, I would like Serena's chances against me. Yes, well, I, would, I would agree. Would not that. be close. Would, uh, I'm, I'm, I, I'm saying I love would, and love. I would say that Serena's infant in a couple of weeks right. has a better shot. Right, yeah, exactly. Wouldn't even be able to return a ball against right. her infant. In a, in a diaper. Um, yes. yes. Handling you pretty easily. <laughs> What's going on with the Kent game? Yeah, it's, uh, it's not right. looking good. It's not looking good. <laughs> All right. I will uh, not be wearing a diaper. Is that what you're saying? Are you going back to this? Are you still talking about the party? Uh, no. No, no, no. That was so 20 years ago. She will tell you it was a heck of a party, though. Did she stick around? <laughs> you know, I think she might have had a beer afterwards. Yeah, she might have right. stuck around. Yeah. Were no, guys inappropriate with her? Oh, look at her. She did not. No, she did not. She did shots. <laughs> it was before she dated you. Don't worry about it. Um, all right. Um, <laughs> Don't tell him anymore. Okay. Um, Charlie Sheen is selling his Babe Ruth. I mean, these two items, when you think about it, are these not the two top items? If you're going to think about Babe Ruth, the contract that sent him in 1919 to the Yankees from the Red Sox, I mean, that's what started the curse. More valuable than the 27 World Series ring or, I mean, they're right there, right? Is he selling both of those things? Yes, he's selling both. What are they they estimating the value of those? That would be pretty cool to have, yeah. Six hundred thousand I mean, plus are the bids so far. How much? It's more than six hundred thousand so far. So they're still Here, taking well, bids. Who are these people? Who has that much money that you're like, you know, I think I get that for six hundred thousand dollars. There's a. They never. They never tell money. us that. They never reveal the people. But um, I could think of better things to do with that. But that would be a pretty cool thing to have, especially if you were. You know, a big Yankees fan, or now even a Red Sox fan who's probably at peace with it now that they have some. World Series championships. Dave was hating on Tebow yesterday. And no, no, no. He uh, and he basically answered Dave today because he got wind of it. And Tim Tebow said, "For me, it's not something I have to answer. There is a lot smarter, wiser people that need to take the, make those decisions. I just try and I show up and I play hard every day." Dave Jennings. Average attendance in A ball is like fourteen hundred. The worst day with Tebow on the field was like twenty eight hundred. I'm just saying. He so this would be a great. Today. This would agree. It'd be a great point for Mud to drop in the audio of Tebow's overtime touchdown pass to Demarius Thomas. Oh, wow. good call on oh, that. It's one of my you know great what? memories. You he know, had his had moments. That. One of his too, Kent. That's <laughs> nuts. Like his only NFL memories. That's not right. <laughs> I'm rooting for him, and you know the Mets have to. He's thirty years old, so the Mets can't give him the normal timeline. Up through the ranks, and I'm sorry, you're batting 222 and striking out every other time. But again, play, you missed but. the point. He's just saying, "Hey, all I'm doing is giving my best effort, which is all I can." Will do. the Mets? That's true. Will the Mets call him up in September? No chance. If the Mets were, uh, no let's chance. say, in first place by 10 games, they can do whatever they want. No but chance. they're not real popular right now in the no Big Apple. No chance, right? No chance, right? Right, Zero. exactly. Did- so why don't they do it? And then that'll get some fans out. It'll create a little buzz. At that point, that's all they would have to play for, anyways. Was a little. Did buzz. Jordan? Did so, uh, Jordan make it up to the White Sox? Did, did, no, he, did no. Jordan make it up to the big leagues in the White Sox? I think they had him in Double A ball. Maybe it was the highest he tried. Yeah, he spent yeah with the Birmingham Barons, and then I don't know if he went above that. Did he? No, he, and he bought him a tour bus. Yeah, he had the bus. Um, I don't know. Can't Taylor, it, did you watch? Uh, you know, it gives did, you something to talk about in the middle of July, though. Did you? Or oh, June, sure. wherever we are. Well, did you watch the NBA July. awards? Did you watch the NBA awards? Because what we need—you know, is actually, I did. Award. I had it on because there, 
last night was maybe it's weird how you know you can never predict the slow days and it's one of the it's setting up as a pretty slow week at this point but uh i did so i did have it on and i did watch some of it it actually wasn't wasn't bad i probably wouldn't have watched it if i hadn't been sitting at work and uh you know was was waiting just to see who the mvp was i want a day and i don't seek her out but i want a day where i don't bump into taylor swift in some way shape or form so on the sports pages today, you had to see that Taylor Swift congratulated Russell Westbrook on the MVP. Well, good for you. Whoop-dee-doo. Uh, should I'm should so we all do that out. on Twitter? What's this? Congratulate him. By the way, did you see the Monty Williams, the Craig Sager award yes. that Monty Williams won in yes. his speech? It's, yes. If you haven't seen that, find it on YouTube or Twitter or whatever. I'm sure there are plenty it's, of links because it's pretty phenomenal, all the things yeah. that he's been through. and. The way, I mean, you remember seeing his eulogy he gave for his wife's phenomenal when he right away is forgiving the guy that hit her and mm. killed his wife is, is, you know, he's a much bigger man than any of us, I think. Uh, very impressive, and last night was equally as impressive. I would like to think I could get there if something like that happened, but that would be difficult. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, one year from today, Kent Taylor from Wave 3 as we broadcast live from the uh, county courthouse in in, uh, in the middle of our speed week one year from today is the banner up or down at the yum center i'm gonna say up i'm with you i think it's an it's an uphill battle but i think they find a way um it's just hard for me to believe that something that's never happened is going to that the nc is going to do that based on uh, wow! Obviously, it's it's, it's pretty uh, it's very serious things happened, but um, I don't I don't know that uh, that that I think U of L wins this fight. I'm not sure exactly how they're going to go about doing it, but I think one year in, in a year, I think that banner still hang. Now they're going to be really critical when they do something like that. They're going to say, "Wait a minute!" So you vacate some wins during a season with those players, but somehow the title game is okay. But as we know, the NCAA can do whatever they want, and I think they need to stop short of pulling a banner for this. So they're opening themselves up to every extra benefits case has the potential to lose wins and banners. I think you're right. I think they, they still hammer them on the other stuff. I'm not sure if they tweak that a little bit or not. I don't know. I don't see but I, I think they stop short of the banner. I, I really do. I don't see how you get there then. If you play an ineligible player and, they, and the rest of the games are now wiped out except for the two final fours, I, I don't know how you get I there. I know. Logically, I, it doesn't make I, sense. I hope you and Kent are right. I hope you are because, to, to tell you the truth, I don't know if I can deal with this with losing a banner. I really, I'm really, i still trying to process it. But I don't know how you get there. I don't know how you're saying in the appeals uh, uh, portion they're going to say, you know what, you're right, keep all those wins in the title. Well, We're just going to suspend Rick five games. You defy logic with an illogical organization. I agree. So I'll, Agreed. All yes. bets are off when Agreed. it comes to the NCAA. Totally, I do. But I, I just, yeah, I guess we, if you want to go by that logic, which is the illogical. Well, I've got to hold on to something. I hear you. But I don't know how well, you, you know, two and are. This may not be, think about this, though. You know, we, this might be nothing compared to what could happen to North Carolina. There is more than one title in play for them. Yeah, two or three. Yeah. So, yeah. No, no. It could go back to to Dean's like second title or third title, right? The one he got in 2000. Oh, no. Wait a minute. When was his last one? No, that was Roy Williams. The Roy Williams. I think the Roy Williams title in what, 2005? Yes. That that will be the first one in play and then up through. 
the two in five years. He had two in five years right when he got there. So 2009 was the next one, right? I was hanging my hat on the guys would not be ineligible. If the recruits that didn't sign, that got dances, had signed and contributed, you could say, okay, disgusting as it was, that helped get them here, then they played. But the guys that were already here that might have passed through the, the little lobby area, wherever it was, on their way out somewhere and got a dance, suddenly they can't play college basketball. See, I, I don't get that part, but it's the NCAA. Well, again, uh, you know, we're all... Who knows? Like to your point, it's illogical and logical when they try to um, to operate. No one knows. Precedent is never set. And to Kent's point, you they have it's unprecedented to pull a banner. Uh, so it's all it's hard for all of us to process it. I get it. Uh, all right, Kent Taylor, it's always great to talk to you, buddy. And congratulations on Connie. Have a great night tonight. Thank you. Are you in disguise at the county courthouse, Tony, or do you? Oh, it's like Norm, Kent. <laughs> yeah. You did. I know everybody down here. That's true. <laughs> Even the guys. <laughs> That's true. Right. Thank you so much. Thank you, gentlemen. So I've lived an interesting life. Okay, I want you to fill in this blank. 98-year-old Tony Vanetti. Yes. 98 years old, asked by his nursing home staff, what was left on your bucket list? What do you want to see? What do you want to do? What's left on my bucket list? Right. See, I You're have 98. A, I have a list of things that I don't want to do. <laughs> like, oh, really? Like jump out of a plane. I don't ever want to do that. You almost did that. I almost did it. I almost got talked into it by my buddy, and thank God there was mm-hmm. bad weather that, that night. There's certain things that, no, I'm really kind of not, you know, whitewater rafting oh, down a four-scale whatever. At 98, why not? Whatever. No, that's fun. At 98? Maybe. Okay, you have at it at 98. You might want to do a float. You're going to drown. So Betty Wright, she's in Britain. Yeah. The nursing home staff asked her what was left on her bucket bucket list. She said, I want to go see a male stripper. No way. So Betty's caregiver and daughter brought her to a performance by the Dream Boys, a famous stripper group in the U.K. At one point, the dancers even brought Betty's daughter Tanya up on stage, and according to Betty... It was the highlight of the night. She was determined to call me afterwards to tell me how fantastic it was. Ryan Mooring, the head of Betty's home, remembers. There was complete nudity, but she loved it. She's a -a one-of-a-kind lady. Well, good for her. Complete nudity at 98. You'd think that would have gone kind of interest could have gone along about 50 years from that. (laughs) Exactly right. Uh, Heart attack got her at 98. The 1998 Australian Open, sisters uh, Serena and Venus were uh, boasting that they could beat the men. Karsten Brosh. Is that what you? Is this the guy you're talking about? A I don't German, know. I knew it was a European player. He's a German player, ranked 203rd uh, before the matches. Brosh played a round of golf in the morning, drank a couple of beers. Couple, he's German. Smoked a, a few cigarettes. And it's golf, and then played the Williams sisters for each for a set each. Now, why well, didn't? Why wasn't this televised, or was it? Uh, I don't. I don't think it was. I don't think it was. So he, this is on. This is in Google here. It's just what it's Google is telling me. His a list of topendsports.com basically is where it says it goes through all of the battle of the sexes in, in uh, tennis. But as we this found out though, in, in the context of the entire interview, this wasn't McEnroe being McEnroe and taking a shot at Serena. This was apparently a female reporter who had an issue with men's sports versus women's sports. Okay, where he wasn't going there. She did it again in 1999. Serena was the 18th ranked 
uh, um, she was 18 and ranked fourth in the nation in the world. Right. She reopened the debate on whether women could compete. She played. There was a 150th ranked person at some uh, point. Like Jan or Anders or something like that. Basically, they've got crushed every time. No, every time. Yeah, every time. So at one point, they were pulling the Michelle Wee thing, but not now. And she doesn't have to explain anything to anybody. I don't understand why golf you can't compete. I'm sorry. Just because you don't hit it as long? Yeah, Uh, exactly. Okay. All right. Whatever. Other than that, I mean, there's there's no reason they can't be creative around the green. That's right. Can't putt as well as a man. That's right. You just can't go 350, I guess, off the tee. Yeah, okay. I mean, Michelle Wee, that's why they thought she could give it a shot, because she had decent length off the tee. Right, right. And she ended up not even being that great on the LPGA. All right, uh, 571-7900 is the phone number. Broadcasting live with the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. Genesis Diamonds, Chivalry Plaza next to Trader Joe's. Stop on in. The sale ends Saturday night at 6 o'clock. This is an opportunity for you to uh, finance the jewelry. And here's the deal. Five years. Zero interest. So all you got to do is divide the payment by sixty, and you are rolling. If there's an engagement, if there's an engagement uh, ring that you're looking at, you divide it by sixty, and you got it covered. If there's a Swiss timepiece that you want to buy that you've never thought you could afford, um, then then it's time is now. So six o'clock Saturday, Genesis Diamonds. I met another at the. Um, Frank Carol Glanis uh, benefit. I met uh-huh. an employee of Genesis there. She was just like, "Oh, we love. She loves working there because it's no pressure. You go in there, they've got the best price, the best jewelry, and they take care of business." Derwin Webb is going to join us next. Yes. All right. And he's going to answer whether we whether the afternoon underdogs can sue the right. NCAA in civil court for the banner if they take. Let's it. say the NCAA's appeal process with UofL doesn't fails. go our way. That's right. Fails miserably. Yes. Hindenburg-esque. Yes. What's next? You if I, anything. You and I dressed up like those two drunk uh, Canadian guys, the whatever. We dress up like that. We go into court and we sue the NCAA. You hoser. Back after this on 790. KRD. The home of the Red Zone with Nick Coffey. Yeah. All right, we are continuing Speed Week right here on 790 KRD, the Afternoon Underdogs. Brought to you by AirServe. Yeah. Uh, we are down here at the courthouse today because this is what's going to happen if you get pulled over for aggressive driving, driving like an idiot, driving distracted, speeding, all that. Drunk and driving. You'll be down here talking to Paul yep. and possibly losing your license. Then what happens for 30 days? You don't want to You'll see get it. to know the folks at Tark. They love their job. Yep. But you may not like having to do that, knowing you have a perfectly good car in your garage. We'll talk to Michael Connell uh, here in a couple of minutes to talk about what's going on down here. But first, our friend, our uh, D- Derwin Webb, is our counsel. He's, he's our counsel. Right. Uh, he's on retainer. He is. <laughs> and you're not a... Um, I don't know if this isn't your specialty, but I called you to say, what if the University of Louisville fans or administration or the afternoon underdogs decide, I want to sue the NCAA for taking the banner in 2013? Can that be done? Can it be done? Absolutely. Okay. Only question is, what would you get? Right. I like to tell anyone, anyone can sue anyone for just about anything. The only question is, will they ever win in court? Right. When you have a situation like this, when the uh, when a student or a uh, colleague like yourself may want to sue sue something, someone for something, you have to put a value on it. Okay. So, for example, if the university lost its banner and you said that I want to sue to get that banner back, a court will look at what kind of harm was brought to you okay. and what kind of damage are you trying to seek. The question is... 
what do you what do you receive? What did you lose from them losing the banner? Right. And if you can quantify that in pain and suffering. Well, could you go can sweat? I do could, pain and suffering. Could you go sweat in financial equity? Could you go look at? I, I went and I watched that game. It cost us ten thousand dollars to go to the final four, and now that doesn't matter. Now the NCAA says that doesn't exist. It makes me now cry you've got a class day. action suit. With ten thousand Louisville fans who spent ten grand each, you got people who bought season tickets, and now none of that happened. None of that mattered because the NCAA waved it away. I want my money back. He could be a lawyer. Yeah, and, and I would like to see the judge who would let that happen too. Right. Sure. So what you're saying is that's not probably going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, I'm I'm holding out hope, hoping that the university would be allowed to keep its banner, of course. Right. But in the case that does not happen, we still have our memories. We just wouldn't have the banner up in, in no. place. I, um, I was there for the Final Four. You can't take those memories away. Right. You. you can't tell me that. There's I no men in see, black flashy thing. Right. I, I mean, we got it. You can't tell me that I didn't see Luke Hancock hit those threes uh, and, and get to the Final Four with, um, was, was the other kid from Christian Academy? Tim Henderson. Uh, Tim, Tim Henderson. Henderson. You can't tell me I didn't see that because right. I was there for it. So. Okay, but what's that, That's why this punishment is dumb, by the way. If you want to, and you do this in the legal profession all the time, you want to send a message with punishments and sentencing so people would go, hmm, maybe I don't want to do that. So they're kind of mad at Rick. They were terse in their response. They come back with five games. So if you want to send messages to coaches and universities, why not a huge fine and a 15-game suspension, no pay? Because the worst thing you could do to Rick is take his title. But who does, who does the, the banner affect? Well, it, it affects his ego, but it affects yeah. thousands of fans. Oh, my gosh, yes. Yeah. It does. I have a question, guys. Well, well, yeah, yeah, Mud, go ahead. If the banner is taken away, can the people who went to the game get their money back for tickets? No, no, because you got your right. You, already, you went to the game, right? But, but doesn't it doesn't exist. Happen. Okay, but to, to Mud's point, this is a private organization. The NCAA is, to Dave, Dave always calls it a homeowner's association. Bad homeowner's association. It is, it is the universities. It is the universities. Does the court have any jurisdiction in what they do? To, yes and no. Let, let, me, let me say that. I think in, in some regards, you talk about an analogy with the, with, with the homeowner's association. Right. If I bought a house and I had, and I was under the rules of the homeowners association, I would have to agree to certain things that go along with that homeowners association and their policies. Mm-hmm. So if I break a rule, I have to suffer the consequences based upon the policies that I should knew or should have known. Even though Edna's out of control. <laughs> Even though that may be out of control. Um, so I, I've already signed up for what I'm going to receive. So if you're not compliant, you're going to get what you get. Uh, is it fair a lot of times? Probably not. But at the same time, you kind of know what you, you're under a quote-unquote contract relationship between yourself and the homeowners association. It's kind of the same way with the NCAA. The NCAA knows that they have member institutions like the University of Louisville. In that regard, they have certain things that the University of Louisville are, are supposed to comply with. When they don't do that, those things, they are forced to, forced to make a punishment. And that's what happened with us. Some fans were upset that Katina Powell and Andre McGee weren't going to face justice. And I thought, okay, the NCAA doesn't have subpoena power. They can hold eligibility over your head, but that's about it. They're gone, and she's not affiliated with the NCAA. Fans that were upset, I said, slow the roll now. Do you want a year and a half or two years of everyone under oath? What would have happened had they brought charges to Katina Powell? To describe the next 12, 18 months. 12, next, 12 to 18 months? 
uh, I, I think that we've been a lot worse than we what we're receiving right now. Yeah. You don't want more don't things want to that. come out. The things that came out at this point. Um, because now you have to tell the truth, the yeah. whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Well, well at least you're supposed to. Right, right. You're supposed to at all times. Well, uh, you all are a little bit – the judge is a little bit scarier than the NCAA investigator, okay? Yes. Okay, yes. all right. Okay. You're going to say – but the, more importantly, the worst part would that Andre McGee would have to come back here and at least give a deposition and or be on the stand, correct? And, and tell everything that he knows, and we don't want to know everything no. that he knows. No, 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 no. Okay, all right. I'm not going to go there. I was going to go in. A Are you suggesting there's more I, information? Maybe? I was suggesting. I was going to suggest is that, that the reason that they right. wasn't prosecuted? All I'm <laughs> suggesting is that you don't want to know more. You take your punishment right now. You hope that you uh, are allowed to keep the banner and some of the wins. I, I feel sorry for people like Luke Hancock, who could potentially be written out of the record book. But like I said, I was there. You saw him. I saw him. Yep. He's still our most. I don't own the record book. I never look at it, so it doesn't affect me. Right. The last media guide I will have is that year, 2013. Well, get ready. We have well, how much it cost to file a lawsuit? Hundred bucks. File. Uh, a little, little bit more than that. A little bit more than that. A little bit more than that. All right, we got that. You got that? Not, not on me. We're gonna file. I got plastic. I can, I can, if they take that banner, the underdogs are filing a lawsuit against the NCAA to get the banner back. And, and who's gonna, gonna represent you? You. I, I'm representing yes. pro bono. Pro bono. Pro bono. Absolutely. All right. Thank you so much, Jeremy Webb. Let's uh, switch it off and let's bring in, of course, Mike O'Connell, uh, the uh, the Jefferson County attorneys with us every single year. Uh, this is. Um, year four or five that we're going to have him come down and, and talk with us doing a fantastic job we're big fans mike of you glad to be here uh, happy to see you in this context yes. as always yes uh, outside we, of your office yeah right outside my office <laughs> out here in the hallway michael connell what do you do for fun for fun yes <laughs> well my favorite pastime is golf if i get it when i get a chance to play is that what you mean are you any good at it i'm an 11 handicap oh nice and nice then so, but it's, I like it because it's outdoors, it's quiet, it's green, it's... Uh, Do you turn your phone off? Generally, or I generally. turn it on mute. So, yeah, I don't, I don't want to hear a phone ringing, you know. But uh, <laughs> the two things I seem to be able to do when I completely can, cont- you know, have my mind on something other than work or whatever is golf and going to a movie. Oh, it's amazing like how it. many people on the golf course there were the opposite of relaxed. Yeah, they're like they're really me. good at it. That's ever, me. that's me. Yeah, yeah. I'm just very glad I don't have to do it for a living. Uh, we are part of Speed Week, Kentucky Office of Highway Safety, and yesterday we were hanging out with the enforcers, the uh, the officers, the troopers, the LMPD. Those are the guys with the boots on the ground that will charge you, or they will arrest you. Uh, the charging part and the court part is where we're at today with you, of course. Not a pleasant experience if you are, are driving aggressively. If you have a DUI, you speed, you're going to come down and see you guys, correct? Uh, that would be correct, depending on the amount of speed, et cetera. Obviously, drunk driving cases, uh, excess speed would involve charges where you could have your license suspended. Uh, other, you know, uh, other cases involving passing school buses when they're at a stop. Sure. School, go- school zone, those things we consider generally uh, to be more serious yeah we would uh, visit with those folks uh, when they come to the courthouse how common is it for first offenders and any of those violations to see you to see me personally right i mean or be at this office because a lot of them i mean lesser violations running through a stop sign you're not necessarily coming down here no but uh you know a lot of them go to our uh, drive safe louisville online program you know of the minor more minor offenses uh, the more serious ones uh, will be spread out among these 
courtrooms on these three floors that you see here. And we have a dedicated DUI division. Mm-hmm. We have two dedicated divisions. One's DUI and one's domestic violence. So those prosec- DUI prosecutors are sitting in a conference room, and when the case is called in a courtroom, their attorney or whatever, they have to take that file and go down to mm-hmm. those prosecutors. Uh, we're talking to Mike O'Connell. Um, what, okay, we, we started this um, craze with this phone. It's out of control. People totally. are texting, totally. texting and totally. distracting and reading their text and texting and reading on the Internet and they're on their phones. Have we prosecuted anyone yet for a, an accident that was caused from a text or texting? And how does that work? I mean, how do you, do you go back and look at the phone and say, were they texting? How does that work? Well, here's the, here's the problem with prosecuting somebody. And that is when the state legislature decided to make this an offense, the uh, penalty was a maximum of twenty-five dollars. Like and a seatbelt. Well, I think a seatbelt is a twenty-five. I don't. I don't know exactly, but it's, but but think of this: texting while you're driving with an, with a maximum fine of twenty-five dollars. Now, we've got a lot more to do. The the the, the irony of this is. We have a lot more to do in terms of criminal charges and other charges that we, you know, work through the pipeline in down here every day than a $25 case. But that $25 penalty case is, is to me, on a personal level and otherwise, uh, I've been hit twice from behind by two people uh, texting. I watched them both times it happened. Come right in, didn't hit Yeah, I saw their head down, and twice in like three weeks, and when I took it to the repair guys at it, I'll give Ed Scorns a free. There you go. Sure, there you go. You know, I went out there, they said, here's your car back, and here's the invoice, and he said the bullseye on the back is free of charge. (laughs) Sure. But twice. Sure enough. Bummer of a birthmark, Al. But you got everything going on around here. Uh, They have made, the, the, the legislature has made texting while driving such a de minimis offense given i'm sure there's pressures to but if it's it's one thing to see them doing it and pull them over if you drink and drive you've made the decision to be impaired behind the wheel you hit someone and kill them you could be facing vehicular manslaughter charges all sorts of different things murder in some cases what if someone is texting you can prove they were their eyes aren't on the road they're not inebriated they're just distracted and they kill someone well, have they been pro- have they been prosecuted for that I, i'm not aware that there's been that you'd have to ask if they killed somebody, you'd have to ask Tom Wine that question over in the common attorney's office. But I'm not aware of a texting reckless homicide. Convi- I mean, it's just right. I can't right. think of one off the top of my head. Because there's no intent is what they'll tell you, I'm sure. Well, reckless homicide doesn't require the type of intent that you would under, you know, the higher higher levels. That's what it is. It's reckless. It's behavior that's reckless and wanton. And but you disregard yep. normal but you're, you're suggesting the fine needs to be a little heavier here. There needs to be some teeth in it. Right, because, yes, exactly. And yes. the other thing is they make an – I don't know, I don't have it in front of me, but there's like – well, you, it, it's such a hard thing to prove – a police officer mm-hmm. to prove because yes. somebody said, well, I was looking at my – you know, they weren't texting because they were looking at my email or I was listening to the radio or doing something, and you can't – you know, you, you can't, can't prove, prove it. that. Right. And they're just – they're not going to spend their time – Doing this when, but the, the irony is, it's one of the most serious things I've ever seen in my life. Yes, since I've been a driver, it's worse than DUIs. I think going on in society. I mean, you know, we've got some uh, statistics here that in 2015, nearly 3,500 people were killed, and nearly 400,000 people were injured in accidents 
caused by a distracted driver. So people have to worry about, okay, I might kill someone else, but that's not going to matter to me, but I might kill myself. So you're hoping that injury to self is motivation enough not to do it because there's not going to be prosecution on the other side frankly, if someone else does it. Frankly, I don't know what the deterrent is. Yeah, I know. I've sat at a stoplight sometime and t- counted the number of people who are waiting at another stoplight. Mm-hmm. One time I did it, there were 12 cars, and eight of them were using a device. Wow. Yeah. You know, like your producer back here. I mean, what, he's, he's on it constantly. Uh, yeah, um, but, but, but there's a mental thing to that. They're proving that the science of this, the biology of this is saying to you that this thing is becoming as, as addicting as drugs. There's no question about it. And you, can, you have to check it. And the there's amount no of times you check it, it now, they're, they're clocking it. It's crazy. It is, it is crazy. And I did see where the, uh, the next iOS update on your phone yeah. supposedly is going to have that, uh, not an app, but where it's going to turn your phone off while you're driving because it's going to detect that you're moving at that speed. And they'll disable it. That and would, they'll disable it. That would be, that would be I, I, anything for public safety leg- like that. Yeah, you know? there should what, be some legislation. What, a little inconvenience? I mean, what is that? You know, right. You're going to save well, and it sends a text message and email to the people that are trying to get to you. It says, hey, he's driving. He'll get back to you in a second. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Well, you know, you've probably heard these stats before, but there's some from uh, the National Highway Traffic Safety Council. Taking your eyes off the road for two seconds increases your chances of collision by 20 times. Yeah. I, now, let me, yeah. let me follow up. At 55 miles an hour, two, that two seconds is enough to travel the length of two basketball I courts. <laughs> Scary. Yes. A deer, and anything a two, could happen. 2,000-pound Grandma on a walker? Yeah. I mean, I mean think of that. But I, it is unbelievable to me. I keep, even when I'm, you know, I, I, when I'm driving, I look at people. I'm at stop signs, stoplights. I just look over and say, oh, they're going to town in the car. You know, going. I'm like, what is that important that you have to be doing that while you're in your car, short of an emergency for a child on its way to the hospital? Because, Mike, because people, have, is that because people are living their life, their, 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 their bosses and their, and their wives Demand immediate response to whatever they have. Or I just posted something up. on Facebook before I, I left. I want to see how many likes I got I as I'm backing well, out of my driveway. Yes, yes. Criminal. It's criminal. Right can, now can we it get is. An, Literally it is. Can yeah. we get insurance companies involved maybe where you have a situation where they mandate, here's a low rate for car insurance. You're going to use these apps that disable phones. If you choose not There's to, there. if you there. choose not to, and we figure out you disabled the app and it wasn't on, you're not covered. Well, that'll be interesting. I mean, that's going to be a business issue for the insurance industry to take a look at, uh, whether or not they'll do that and whether or not, you know, they can invoke some kind of legislation to uh, assist them in that regard. But, you know, it comes down, you know, I've gotten so that, you know, part of the quiet time I have is the time I'm in the car. Uh, if And with the exception of listening to a little music or something. But sure. that's the quiet time I'm not. I mean, and and the fact is, yeah, that's a great, yeah. And the fact is, driving is so different than it mm-hmm. used to be with speed, yep. And and uh, the hurried uh, atmosphere you're in when you're driving a car, even at 35 miles an hour, and people are trying to get around you and go this way or that way. Well, there's I mean, more cars. There's more there's cars. More cars and more trucks. Right. When I was growing right. up, there was a car in every driveway. No one had two cars. If you had two cars, it was like, you're rich. I mean, and a lot of times, if you go back a couple of years, 
Well, maybe when you were growing up. Uh, that, well, uh, we had one car and my mom, mom didn't, didn't drive. drive. Right. That's my what mother, I was going to yeah. say, that my your mother, mom didn't drive. My mother never had a driver's that's, license, that's and I right. was the youngest that's, of four kids. It was different times. But <laughs> it's also attitude. Time. Everyone's the most mm-hmm. important person, and they can't be delayed. Oh, of course. I mentioned on a show one day about getting onto the Waterson from Brownsboro Road and how people don't move over to let you on. Yeah. People are calling up, I don't have to. I have the right-of-way. You know what? It's an unwritten, decent rule that if you have room to your left, Get over and let people on. It's like somebody but they said. they were belligerent one, about it. Oh, yeah. Somebody said one time, it's one of my favorite expressions I heard somebody say. He said, well, I may not be much, but I'm all I think about. Yeah. <laughs> I like and that. Tony has that shirt. I like that. I you like that. that. I like yeah. that slogan. Yeah. Nearly 35. Wait, jot it down for you? This is um, from the uh, Wall Street Journal. The next stat you have there, right there. Nearly 3,500 people were killed and 400,000 people injured in accidents called by, caused by just distracted, distracted driving, driving in 2015. Yeah. Uh, and I was talking to police yesterday, and they were like, you know what we, we, never, we failed to mention? Eating and driving also. <laughs> Not just, uh, and that's the thing. That's always a pleasant I'm thing. I'm a victim too, of that, know. too, because on the running, I got that cheeseburger, and, and it's like one hand, and I'm eating with the cheeseburger. That's a bad idea. A multitasker. I'm trying to multitask. Uh, but, you know. The, the phones is the reason why you can't find any stick uh, shifts anymore, right? Because no one wants to. Everyone wants to have their phone, not the st- and, and have the stick shift. Everything's an automatic. No one even learns anymore. But listen, think about that. Too. When's the last time you've seen a stick shift? They my, don't exist. My wife's car. Yeah. Oh, they, is, he, is it a stick? In 2003. Well, there you go. Uh, Mike, tell us any good news. Well, uh, you know we've uh, shot a 78. No, I'm still, you know, I said it's, I'm an 11 going on. A well, once in a so while. He's, he's in early mid-80s. 83, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that uh, would be more like it. But uh, we're busy all the time, as you can imagine, in uh, the courtrooms down here. We uh, uh, we have a lot of interesting uh, programs that we're trying to work with to uh, uh, not only provide alternatives to uh, sentencing, but also uh, uh, work on jail overcrowding. Uh, you all probably read and heard. Mm-hmm. You know, our, our the the Metro Corrections, the jail over there is about a fifty-five to sixty million dollar budget piece. Wow! You know, uh, for wow. annually, and a lot of people don't realize that. And it's uh, like four percent of the budget, or something like that. No, it's, actually, one, it's actually a little more, a little more I than think. that. Yeah, it's up to okay, six, seven, eight. Okay, there yeah. is uh, there's communities that are are uh, successful at decriminalizing uh, a certain amount of drugs. So if you get caught with them, it's, you're not going to jail. You have a criminal charge, but they are getting their mandatory treatment, right? Uh, is that a possibility here? Or? Well, where I was going with the stat oh, on sorry. the uh, – well, no, we can go to that too. But where I was going with the stat on the uh, jail is that the, the jail is now the largest detox facility in the city, in yeah. the county. And it didn't used to be like that. Right. They have a huge uh, – portion of people that come in that they have to provide detox to yeah. and well and you need more coroners now and assistant deputy coroners because yeah. it's i mean it's uh you know uh and and i understand now that uh, it's either 25 and under or 28 and under that the two uh, leading causes of death now are overdose and 50, 50 tra- years or younger in, in america yeah yeah not just or, here n- what's not- younger than that i mean in the 30 and under it's it's overdoses and traffic fatalities so if you do heroin and drive look but, out but to po- but to your point yeah uh, i just went to a benefit saturday night and he, and the, the father that lost his child to heroin uh is saying i i called the cops on him to try to get him locked up because to your point of it's the largest detox 
facility in Kentucky is they're, they're, he's trying to get his son locked up because that's where they're detoxing. That's how they stay alive. Yeah, well, I'm sure there are some efforts like that, but uh, that's not going to happen. That, you know, yeah, he said it, he was he failed at those attempts. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's not going to happen in, unless there's some other activity involved. But uh, to put it in some perspective, a lot of, we're, we're on this topic. You may recall my, I lost my son three yes, years sir. ago. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so it's uh, very near and dear to me. But, you know, when you talk about uh, offenses and, and penalties and everything, there's a – and when you talk about incarceration, there's a big difference in, in, in people in corrections and circles would say this. There's a big difference between people you're mad at and people you're afraid of. Mm. Big difference mm-hmm. in the criminal justice system. We want people, we want space, necessary space for people we're afraid of. People you are afraid of. Those that we're mad at, yes, for one reason or another, doesn't rise to that level of stark fear. Right. Uh, that's where the creativity comes involved yes. in how. And then you take, particularly, it's all over. It's not just urban areas. I mean, anybody that says it's, there's no boundaries to any of this. Mm-hmm. Anybody thinks that's got their, right, mm-hmm. you know, right, head in the wrong place. So, you know, we we work on trying to find ways to work with uh, controlling the. The jail population that the, the jail over there is certified for like 793 beds. That's its certification. Uh, on average, most days, especially in the summertime, you're going to see 21, 2200. Wow! In there, and then you know you hear. Don't this, tell the fire marshal. Where do you do that? Where you, do you hear put this them controversy all? about them trying to open the old jail space? Yes, above right. The police station, and everything else. So uh, they, they, they're they're cramped, and you put them in that situation, and it's it's a dangerous dangerous situation. Well, we did have a, we did have uh, one issue where the state was not picking up uh, prisoners as they are required by law to do that are sentenced out of circuit court, committed to the state, and they're supposed to pick them up within forty five days. And there was because they're overcrowded. They're overcrowded. They were having the same problems, and 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 uh, um, you know we might have might have at any one time, you know, a hundred to one hundred twenty five, one hundred seventy five state prisoners that haven't been picked up, and we need that space. Now that that has proved improved dramatically in the last two months, where they. But you know, I'm hearing that they come by and bring. I mean, they they pick them up, put them in vans, whatever, and then they'll take them to a, uh, you know, not to KSR or somewhere else they're going they're putting them in and there's no room at shannon's house no shannon can't handle that <laughs> but they put them in they're putting them in jails out in the state yeah right Lo- calling lo- around like looking for a hotel room local jails. do you have any beds like i had i had someone who knew had a, you know, a relative that was sentenced out of jefferson circuit court and uh he's currently residing in the grant county jail oh so it's it, it's this subleasing of space, moving. pretty much. It's, yeah, it's, it's this constant <laughs> shift of hey, whack a mole. Well, look, we uh, we appreciate your hard work, and uh, and it's uh, sometimes uh, under appreciated uh, of what you guys do down here. Um, and you know, you only hear the bad news; you never hear the good stuff. And we appreciate how hard you work, and we would love to be a, a conduit for those good news, that good news all the time. Well, it's always fun uh, being having you out here in front of the office. And uh, okay, one know. last question: yeah. One year from now, is the banner up or down at the Yum Center? Do they does NCAA do they win their appeal or not? Uh, I don't think they win the appeal. I'm just I, I think uh, just how I followed it. The, the, the banner question is a very difficult, serious question. Uh, I, 
just as an outsider looking in and having served on the bench for a few years and reading about who says what about what's happened and all that, I think the banner is in uh, great jeopardy. Michael Connell, it's always great to see you. Yeah. See you. Thank you, sir. Jefferson County Attorney. Thank Keep you. hoping one of these legal minds will say, oh, no, no, no. But, right. Just Kent Taylor no, so far. just Kent Taylor. That's not a legal mind at all. No. It's <laughs> a mind, but not a legal one. No. Back after this on 790. KRD. 790 KRD. All right, we are back. We is. 790. KRD. Afternoon, Ducks. Uh-huh. Uh, I thought that was good stuff with both uh, Michael Connell and Derwin Webb. We asked Derwin, can we sue? And he said, sure, you can sue. Not going to win. Right. You uh, can but sue you can anyone sue. for anything, and you can yes. find a lawyer to take the case. That's exactly right. So it's, and, and it's unusual for a university to do the same. Uh, Brian, you go, you're on with us on the main source bank phone lines as we uh, broadcast live on the road. Ryan minus the B. Ryan, what's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, Doc? How you doing? Good. good. How are you? Doing good. No, I just had a quick question. Okay, so um, I, uh, I I own a thousand dollar piece of that championship floor. Is the NCAA going to give me my thousand dollars back if they take down our banner? Because you know I, I just don't. You know, it, uh, how, how do you know? Do, do I sue for that? Because I feel like if you're if you're going to take the banner away, then I should get my money back for the floor that I bought. And I just want to, you know, get y'all. You know what? You know, That's man. a no. It's the same thing I talked about. With okay. I spent ten grand on a trip to the final no, four. No, 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 and because that's, that's a trip. You can't put any. It's not something you could hold. Uh, the board, the the floor, that's actually diminished in value. I mean, that's something you could sue the NCAA for. Unless you're a Kentucky fan, you'll probably buy it. Now, uh, we, we're trying to we're trying to get to how do we sue to get well, the banner put back in? And I mean. Derwin kind of poo-pooed it, what judge would take that or here that a lawyer would take that. Some lawyer would, but there are plenty of ways you could quantify lost monetary value, lost time, if the NCAA, by removing a banner, says none of that ever happened. Yeah. Someone will get creative. It may fail, and it probably will, call but Saul. they will try. That's right, Mud. Call Saul. He'll do it. All right, Mid-America Security, 452-6277. Give Mid-America Security a call. Let's get that system on the house. You know why? We just talked about the heroin problem in Louisville and everywhere else. they got to get money from somewhere. That's right, exactly right. They're going to break into your house and take your stuff, unless you get a security system. I have it on my house. Dave have it on his house. Shannon doesn't have it on his house. So heroin addicts, go to Shannon the Dude's house and steal his stuff. He doesn't care about Grandma's earrings. He does not care. Hates Four, his five, grandma. Two, doesn't care about anything, basically. That's why Matt Except for himself. Him. Yeah. He cares about himself. Four, five, two, sixty-two, seven. You taught him well. Thank you. Call. Call and get the system on the It's home. like a sensei sort of Padawan thing. Right, I'm out of here. I'll see you on the 6 o'clock show. All right. See you, buddy. KRD. Yeah. Arts Radio Station. AirServe proudly presents the Afternoon Underdogs on Cards Radio 790 KRD. Now here's Dave Jennings. So nice to be on this side of Mike McConnell's office door live at the courthouse. Dave Jennings, it is Speed Week with the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. If you choose to text and drive, drink and drive, drive recklessly. The folks that we talked to yesterday, the folks with Kentucky Vehicle Enforcement, the state troopers, LMPD, You'll meet them first, and you'll end up here, and you may end up without a license for 30 days or more, and then meet the fine folks. You'll love them, but you may want to drive your own car, but you might not have a choice over at Tark. We'll be at the Tark Lounge, the happiest place to work in the city. That will be tomorrow. Let's grab a call here, live again from the Jefferson County Courthouse. Troy. 
Hey, Dave. What's going on? How are you, Troy? I'm doing well. What's Tony get off early now or something? Yeah, he's got. Well, he does two shows now. He's got to get powder and he gets a massage in between shows. Ah, uh, Harry, do you hear that? Do you hear it? It's the world's smallest fiddle. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Hey, I've got a couple of comments I'd like to make. I'm a diehard U of L fan, and uh, I have to admit I've not listened to a lot of local sports talk lately because it's kind of redundant. I'm talking about this, but I have a serious question and maybe a not so serious. Or okay, I like the second one. To. Is uh, what about the players' range? You know, he's NCAA sanctions. How deep does it go? You know, banners come down, trophies get returned. What about? Well, one serious question is: What about the players' range? Do they have to give forfeit forfeiture them over to the NCAA? And um, my second question is: Is what about Rick's tattoo? Is, are we going to get down to making him scrub that thing off his shoulder? Maybe we could have a contest, and we could have, uh, no. <laughs> Seriously, though, rings. Laser removal. Yeah, laser removal. I can't imagine. Now, those are rings that the university, I'm sure, paid for, and all the players have. not signs through it. Right. A big yes. I'm pretty sure Rick is going to. i tell you what. If Maybe if they win a title in the next couple of years, maybe he'll change the date. But I doubt it. He'll add to it. We all know that happened. The NCAA, as far as the rings go, I can't imagine that they're going to try to collect those. What would happen is about 15 guys would say, lost him. I don't know where I put it. It was uh, last time I saw it, it was, uh, and it's gone. I have no idea. I can't imagine they will go back for the rings that the university bought. They're not going to go back and take the fake rings that Rick had made for the two players that were graduate transfers, Lee and Lewis. I, I can't imagine it goes that far. But, again, I said the best hope that we have is we try to find logic out of an illogical organization, the NCAA. It doesn't seem possible that a banner could stay and other games be forfeited. My hope is that they decide that there was not an eligibility issue. I, I doubt that's going to happen. But if, if someone, if some entity, if some organization could find a way to explain that there's a banner up there, but the games during the season didn't happen, but somehow that one did, it would be the NCAA. That's really all I have right now, is that the NCAA doesn't make sense and in this case, maybe they'll decide, do we want to go down the rabbit hole of pulling banners for violations? It was a salacious violation. We all know that. But other times, when it happens with universities, maybe a player gets an extra benefit or use of a car, something like that. There was a plane ticket bought and paid for by an assistant coach. Things that could make you ineligible and could put a season in jeopardy. A lot of times the NCAA will say, pay that back, sit out three games, you're good to go. So I'm just wondering why this leap this time. I think it's because of what it was and not the amount or the amount of people involved. So I'm just hoping against hope that the NCAA's illogic, is illogicality a word, Shannon? Sure it is. That's right. It's not going to show up in a crossword puzzle anytime soon. But thanks for the call, Troy. I think the rings are safe. And if I'm Tim Henderson, I'm hiding it. I'm getting a safe deposit box and charge rent to the other guys. Tattoo, yeah, he's keeping it. Is Jerry Jones on? Mud? Okay, we got J.J. coming up, Jerry Jones, of course. Now, we've been asking, folks, we asked a couple of legal minds, Derwin Webb and Mike O'Connell down here at the courthouse, if they thought that it was possible, put legal logic toward the banner somehow staying. They were both skeptical that it could remain. Jerry Jones, I know you're as big a fan of L as you can possibly be. In your mind, on appeal, does the university have a chance for the fans and for the players and for the coaching staff to at least preserve the Final Four banner and the title banner? 
Well, they've got a chance, but they've got to prove. See, what's happened is, you know, first of all, if they can look at this, you know, from the economic side of, you know, a kid receiving, you know, like you say, uh, some money in that, if he actually got the money in that, and then he would be declared ineligible and then have to pay it back. And uh, well, what's happened in this, again, there's no real large sums of money involved. And I'm not passing light on, you know, what went on. Sure. But there's no large sums of money, and this is all, these people are all gone. So there's no way you can say they weren't ineligible then and we could make them pay back the money. So from that standpoint, you can't do that. So they would have to say, you know, again, because this amount was small, that that would have been done, then therefore, you know, that they would allow them not to have to vacate any games in that, from that standpoint. But they can be play hardball with it and say, hey, these were ineligible players, and therefore, you know, they shouldn't have played. And even though you didn't know and couldn't do anything about it, you know, it's the same thing. Rick didn't know, but he has he got five games. It's, it's like he should have known. I guess I don't know how, but maybe we should have known. That's the problem with NCAA justice, so to speak. Put that in quotation marks. That when these investigations come to light, they happen at a glacial pace. By the time they uh, dole out their punishment. It always affects the people that didn't have anything to do with it. I'm not sure how we can change that with the NCAA, Jerry. Oh, I, I don't know either. You know, and they always hide behind the banner, you are the NCAA, it's a voluntary organization, and you agreed to follow our bylaws, so you've got to, you know, go along with it and that. And it's the only, you know, it's a monopoly. It's the only one in town. You've got to go along with them or else, you know, you have no, no recourse. What can you do? You know, from that standpoint, and I grant you, you know, if I'm living in uh, Oregon, Salem, Oregon, and I hear about this, I say they're guilty of sin, throw them away, take down their banner, to take away all the games and everything else. They don't know uh, what really went on. They don't know the workings of the University of Louisville and how hard they try to follow the rules and everything and to do these things and that that they have in place. They followed all of the procedures. They went to bat, took some of this, you know, on themselves, and they paid a large penalty, believe me. And everybody makes it sound like they didn't get hurt by cutting those scholarships. If you remember, we lost in the game. How do you know that maybe one of those kids that we could have recruited on that scholarship might have been the one to help us over the hump or we could have got to another Final Four and maybe won a championship? Anytime you lose scholarships, you know that. Anytime you lose recruiting you know, days out there in the field, that hurts you. Those are big losses, a lot more than people, you know, want to. And I've heard Tony say a number of times, well, they haven't got hurt in recruiting. <laughs> Believe me, they have got hurt in recruiting. And that they have got hurt in that. Anytime you take away those, and we've done that. Look, we took away going to a tournament. We took away going to the NCAA. We allowed two great players that came here to play in the NCAA not to get to play. We punished, you know, ourselves in that by staying out of the tournament. Uh, and, and that, you know, we've done economically, goodness gracious, I don't know how, what you call a big sum of money. We're going to lose a lot of money over this that we're going to have to pay out. You know, how much, is, what do you want? You get a pound of flesh and how you want all our blood too? Talking with Jerry Jones, longtime assistant at UofL with Denny Crum. We're at the courthouse where they, they dole out punishment. 
A lot of people oh, yeah. are having cravings for bananas now. I said dole twice. Uh, right, or or old politics or third-person references. This, this has been right. a great program. Oh, thanks. But I, but people I'm talk- listen to and, and making us aware. I'm hearing them talking at. Uh, I can vouch for my family. I get on my granddaughters all the time. They get on me. They don't like me to drive because I drive the speed limit. But whenever I get in a car with them and they drive it, it's not five minutes and the phone rings or they're talking on the phone, doing stuff like that. Well, I didn't have all those phones. I don't use those phones driving and everything. You know when the last time I had a vehicle accident where me and another car tangled? 1911. 1955. Wow. You figure that out. Watch out for the karma chameleon, Jerry. Don't go driving for a couple of days. Right, I bet that maybe I shouldn't say, but really, you know, driving, you got to pay it. You know what we're going to have. I mean, it's going to come pretty soon, the way that things are going now. We're going to have cars that drive themselves. Now, I'm not going to see that, but you probably will see it. Where you just get in the car and tell them where you want to go, and the car will take you there. Then you can talk and text and do all those other things you want to do. The old Buck Rogers space machines and that are coming back, and you guys are going to get the ride in them. Awesome. Well, I guess with Skype, we already have the Jetsons way of communicating, so we're getting there. But we're, yeah, we're, we're at a place. Okay, well, that's what we're going for. All these things, you know, that was absurd to talk about going to the moon and all of those things. Oh, there. sure. But this is the way it's going. This is, this is society. Society changes and adapts, you know, as we go along. We're, we're, living in a, gonna, we're living in this society. In 20 years, we won't recognize this society. So we're at the courthouse, and when they have criminals come in, they set up laws, they set up punishments, hopefully to deter other people, right, from doing things in the future. When you want to punish your granddaughter, let's say, for doing something she shouldn't have done, you want to do something, make the punishment, leave in her mind, I don't want to do that again because I don't want to lose this. You're not going to look at her and say, honey, you never saw the movie Frozen. Right. Uh, what? That's taking a banner. That doesn't affect anything in the future. 15-game suspensions for coaches, heavy fines, that affects things. But not five games and a piece of fabric. That affects the psyche of fans. That affects emotions. That, that gets rivalries going. It gets hateful things going. I know it can be fun ribbing, too. It's a fine line between fun ribbing and hate. But still, that punishment doesn't make sense to me, Jerry. I know I'm hanging on that one, but I just can't get over that one. And I never have. Calipari still has his banners. I'm sorry I stopped those games. Those things happened. You did not see in 1976. I'm sorry. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I agree that, uh, you, know, you know, with that part there, I agree 100% with what you're saying to go on with. And, you know, I think that, again, it, w- it would be a shame, you know, for them. I don't, th- I don't think it would be merited. You know, the NCA, if you can come up and prove your case, doesn't win all of its cases. You know, I was on uh, one of those NCA cases where that the restricted earnings coaches, you know, sued the NCAA for them restricting our lively income because they couldn't get dates. And uh, we won the case, and it uh, it came down to a settlement of like forty million dollars. And uh, after we had to give the lawyers thirty percent. You know, the $27 million was divided up, and they had a formula and everything of your job and school and all that, and you received compensation for that time that they restricted your earnings. You know, you, you just got to have a good case, and that you got to prove that these players, you know, uh, 
didn't do it with the idea that they were gaining, you know, an extra benefit, that they would have paid back the thing if they'd have known about that it was illegal and that. And uh, you can win that case. It's not an unwinnable case, believe me, if it has to go to that. I hope it doesn't have to go to that. How hard was it to meet girls with the title of restricted earnings coach? <laughs> you know, they did that, and like I say, we won. They, the court ruled that they could not, you know, restrict our earnings, and uh, which they did. They, you know, they limited the amount of money that the school could pay me for being, a, you know, a basketball coach, and that, and they, the court ruled that that was, a, you know, that they violated my rights. And I was—I'm not ashamed to tell you—I I got over a hundred and some thousand dollars in back pay. Oh, all right. That I would, you know, that, that they said I had coming to me, but now I was one of the ones at the top end of the scale, uh, you know, that that did. But again, you, that, you know, you, if you got a case and you breathe, people say, "Why don't we just accept this thing? Why doesn't Rick just accept this thing?" Hey, I, I, if you're a basketball coach and that, you know, you like to win in that, and especially when you know you're right. You know, and I would not want to back down. I'd want to use every resource and available me to defend myself on something I didn't know know anything about, or I thought I was being treated unjustly. I mean, I would. I would want to roll over and play dead. You know, just to get it behind us. And that, you know, let's let's get justice out here. Let's don't. You know, we're supposed to live in a society where justice prevails. You know, not where you take advantage of people and that they. You know that because it. They want to get it behind them in that, even though I know things like that go on. Okay, so Jerry Jones, and I agree with you, fight it all the way. There's nothing to lose at this point. So uh, $100,000 comes your way. Did you buy yourself something pretty? Did you splurge on something? To be, be honest with you, yes. I bought uh, my wife. I, say I bought. My wife and I bought a new car that we paid for. What did you get? And we paid off the rest of our home that we lived on over in Jeffersonville. That's awesome. What kind of car did you get? Uh I have a new, I did have a new Crown Vic Toria Ford. Did people think you were a cop and slow down when he drove up to him? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> you think you're going, look, everyone's going the speed limit. Yeah, you're in a Crown Vic. Everybody's yeah, right, slowing well, down. I mean, you know, uh, really, I drive the speed limit in that, that you know, that's, that's what it's up there for. You know, and that most people say, hey, you can go five, seven miles over the speed limit. Yeah, I used to do that. when I, Those are things I did when I was young. You know, and that. I think, when, you know, when you're young, you think you're bulletproof. Oh, yeah. That. I mean, I got stopped uh, about, oh, what, three months ago over in New Orleans. The policeman pulls me over. For what? Stopped, and what in the, you're right. I said, what in the world is he stopping me Be nice. For? Pulled me over, pulled over and everything, comes up, gives you your driver's license, takes your driver's license out and everything, hands it to him and come back. And I said, can I ask a question? He said, sure. I said, what did I, did I violate some kind of law or something? And that, he said, no, nah, he said, your uh, light over your taillights burned out. You got to get that fixed. He should have told I, you that up front. He I should said, have yes, said sir. the reason so I'm next yeah. day I took it down to the, the service station, got a new bulb put in it, and that. And his reason was that again that people deliberately turn that off, you know, and that so people the police can't get, you know, their license numbers and that, and so they're very touchy on that. And and I could understand that he was doing what I was really thinking. You haven't got more important things to do than stop me. Well, Jeff, that, well, Jerry, yeah. you're, you're one of those Indiana guys who's trying not to have his license plate read on the new bridge. Right. I get what you were doing. <laughs> I didn't want him to arrest me for going too slow. Right, impeding traffic. Okay, yeah, one right. basketball question. Actual... 
I tell you what, it's getting harder and harder for us old people to drive. Uh, uh, you know, like these new uh, turnaround things that you can sure. have at intersections, like the one they got over at U of L. Well, we've got one over here to get to get on uh, uh, I two sixty four. You know, to either go to to New Albany or to the uh, the East End Bridge and that. And I mean, you got to be uh, they're they're nice, they really are. But you got to be alert. You got to watch because you know there's yields on there and who's got the right of way and everything else until you learn what's going on and how mm-hmm. to use them in that. Once you do that, they're 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 the way to go rather than having stoplights and everything else. Once you, get used, once you get used to them. We found out today yeah. we knew Louisville's going to be at Purdue for the Big Ten ACC Challenge. Oh, yeah, that, hey, uh, uh, we have a couple, I think two or three of those uh, victories, you know, up there at Mackey Arena. That is a hard place to play, believe me, you know, and that. I remember one year Wiley tipped one in, and we won a game up there to beat him one year around the around the championship season. Uh, Purdue, that's a good, that's been a good series between Purdue and our Tony made a comment about they're not going to be very good. They've got everybody back but Swanigan. That's why, yeah, that's a big, yeah, a all big but. Back and they won the Big Ten last year, well. and they went, I think, to the. Uh, sweet 16 this year, so I'm, you know it'll just be a walk in the park. We won't have to sweat those guys. Well, Louisville's minus Mitchell, so each each team is missing its right. most uh, dynamic we, offensive we piece. Two in those uh, categories in that part too. That's going to be a great. Uh, that, that's a great series, you know. And that Purdue, playing Purdue and Indiana, I think, are great. Playing Ohio State's great. You know, of course, we play Kentucky every year. That's great. I think those type of rivalries with the programs like they are, you know, and that are good. Uh, they're good for our, the program. They're good for the fans, you know, and that to have those people coming in, those quality teams, and then with the ACC teams, it always makes you have, you know, a good schedule and that. And, of course, we're asking, you know, the fans to back us and support us, and we, you know, with buying those season tickets and that, and making those mm-hmm. donations, you know, and I think it's our part to play a good competitive schedule, which it looks like we're going to be doing from here on out. Thank you, Jerry. We're out of time today. I appreciate it. And thanks for the warning that you're learning those little roundabouts. All right. You have a good week, Dave. You too. Another reason to not end up here and then end up in jail for any period of time is you can't have lots of pasta. They're not going to serve you. You get a lot of carbs in jail, but they're not lots of pasta carbs. These are high-quality carbs, the imported pasta. Some of it's made domestically. It's just better. Spend a little more money on quality pasta. Your tummy will appreciate it. And don't bother making homemade sauce anymore because lots of pastas, pasta sauce is my favorite. It's got a little sweetness to it, but it's not sugar. It's done with carrots, so it's natural, and it's not bad for you, and it tastes really good. Get their meatballs, and you've got a ready-made, restaurant-quality pasta dinner. Yeah, guys, I know all you do is spaghetti, but this will she'll think that you had it shipped in, so to speak. Lots of pasta. Head on in, and go to your right when you first walk in. Sample some of the amazing bread, which you can get on your way out. They'll slice it for you for free, obviously. Half loaf, full loaf, whatever you want. Many different kinds. Get there early for the best selection. Try some of the amazing olive oil. Lots of amazing things. It's my favorite word with lots of pasta. And the good olive oil is the key to good Italian cooking or any kind of cooking. Stop buying the grocery store tubs of olive oil. Get the good stuff from Lots of Pasta. Take some coworkers over. See what all the fuss is about, what Dave and Tony are talking about every single day. Have a sandwich, have some homemade soup, and a cold beer if you can do that these days. Lots of Pasta, more than 35 years right there in the heart of St. Matthews. Lots of Pasta, Louisville.com. Back to wrap things up live from the Jefferson County Courthouse Speed Week with the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety on 790 KRD. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks to Mike O'Connell. 
Thanks to Paul Rajwalski, the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. Speed Week continues tomorrow live at the happiest place to work in town, the Tark Lounge. We'll do that tomorrow. Jody Demling up next with the Cardinal Insider. See you manana. That's tomorrow. 790 KRD. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.